<laughs> I can live with this. <laughs> Rolling down. <laughs> I love the line too. Hey everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is October 28th, one day removed from the Dodgers winning the World Series. You sack of shit. Dude, oh my God. I waited so long. I know. Okay. I got a million questions for you. Okay, go ahead. I got a million questions for you. Let's go through it. I'm going to take it. I said walking up the hill today. I said, God damn, I, f- I feel like I'm going to a tax audit having to do this <laughs> shitty show. But I, I am fascinated by a bunch of different things because, Dave, I was doing the math today. And if, if you're a Laker fan, like how many of those championships do you remember? Oh, that's funny. Well, I've, just starting with the Lakers. because not, Since 1980. So I remember gosh. 11 of them. Okay. 11, right? Now, for anybody here in San Diego, just keep that in your mind. 11 championships. Now, for the Raiders, the 83 team. I remember the 83 team especially. That was my my favorite football team of all time. The one that killed the Redskins 38-9. to Yeah. But I remember the one against the game against the Eagles when they were the Oakland Raiders the first time. But sure. But I don't remember the Raiders-Vikings when oh, the Raiders I, won the Oh, I remember that one. But I wasn't a fan with the Eagles. Yeah. So, all right. So, now we're at 12. Dodgers World Series, 88. Right? 81, 88, and 2020. All right. So right now you're at 15. Yeah. Um, two kings. Two kings. I'll give you those. So you're at 17. And then we go, how many Pete Carroll get? Oh, my like gosh. USC. One, three? Is that right? Two, they, one of them went back to back. You know, they took yeah. one away, but nobody really pays attention to So we're at like that. 20. Yeah. And am I missing anything? Well, Alabama. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. But how long have you been an Alabama I've fan? I've been an Alabama fan since 1983. All right, good okay. enough. So, how many I, for I can't Alabama? Even, I can't even tell you. I mean, that's they've won seventeen also. Fuck. Okay, I was doing the math because coming down here, thinking about winning championships, yeah. right? So for me, it started with that eighty-three Raider team. That's the first time a team of mine had ever yeah. won a championship. So I got that. I got eighty-seven and ninety-one for the Twins. I got twelve and fourteen for the Kings. Yeah. Because I, neither one of us, even though we were there in 07, I don't think either one of us would describe ourselves as a Ducks fan. Very fun to be there. But then that, and then uh, however many Pete got. So yeah. it's like eight. So if you're here in San Diego, I don't know what you have. That's like, true. Right? Where yeah. you go, where you have it. But it was funny watching this game last night. There's so much to go through for. Tell me the routine for you. Game six, phone on, phone off. Let me start there. Okay, phone's on, but I'm not answering basically calls. I'm not going to deal with calls. I don't want to do the Twitter thing, the text messaging. Brett Boone had been writing me through this entire thing. Brett, if I had, could read every one of these Brett things, you would laugh because he's sitting there telling me, even when the Rays were playing the Yankees, because his brother's the manager of the yeah. Yankees, this Rays team is too good, not your year, son, he says to me. And I'm like, fuck, all right, I'm not going to fight with Brett Boone. He played the game. Yeah. And then he gets Woods involved in this, and now we're all in a group message, and they're both just killing me. And they're yeah. making me so fucking nervous. And Woods is like, look at Pale, so fucking nervous he won't respond. I'm like, yeah. I go, I, I'm watching my team. I'm watching my team. And here's, here's honestly the deal. There's different platforms. I understand for the Padres, 
84-98 are really big. Not taking anything away there. And the Dodgers have now been in the World Series three of the last four years. Mm-hmm. For me, this was different emotionally for me. Okay? Uh, well, well, we'll get to okay. all that. Yes. I know. But I this, know. this team meant a, a ton to me for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And I was really into it. So I tried to move around. You try and find your good luck spot. Everyone knows are you I'm, out here? First time I'm upstairs in my bedroom. Bad be, idea. Because, well, I tell chirp, you. Chirp, chirp. Well, <laughs> What's she doing? What's who doing? My, my yeah, wife? No, she? no, no. She's uh, she, my, my wife's going for a doctorate right now. So she's oh, okay. constantly either working or working on her doctorate. So we, Okay. Dude, okay. I even told her. I said, this is the greatest thing ever. You're going for your doctorate. I never miss a fucking inning. <laughs> I have to ever talk <laughs> to you. She doesn't have you fold in the I'm fitted sheets. Never even, I don't even have to eat dinner with her. God. I'm, I'm literally, I've watched every inning of every game. And the, and the couple that I missed because I was coaching, I taped them and watched them later on. So I've, I've watched every inning of every game. Okay. And so... I'm upstairs, not going well. Here's the deal. Going into game six, Jeff, I 100% would have bet against the Dodgers. You said it the other night. Yeah, I thought they would lose. I said, Snell's too good. Gonsolin right now looks like he's. Mm-hmm. It, it's too long. It's too hard for him that the Dodgers don't have a chance. And I was pissed that we're playing for a game seven. Really pissed me off. And he starts throwing guys like Alex Wood who fucking suck. Weird, right? And you're going, God dang it, man. You, Dave Roberts, you motherfucker, <laughs> dude. I'm so pissed. And... um and I'm texting. I think the only thing I put on Twitter was, we just got to get Snell out of the game. And, yeah. and um, they, all of a sudden, do they? And then I said, last night, when, as soon as he went out, Jeff, I said, oh, my God, we have a chance to win it tonight. Completely shocked. All right. So let me, there's, because I'm just fascinated by the dynamic of watching your team win a championship. Yeah. We'll take the Dodgers out of it and everything else, because I think it's a good kind of prep course for what hopefully at some point in San Diego we'll get to experience as Padre fans. Is there any part of you tonight that is disappointed that after waiting, and I'm not saying this being snarky or a smart ass, I'm just curious because the conversation today wasn't about Kershaw, wasn't about Dave Roberts and finally eliminating 32 years or getting one for Vin, anything else. The conversation everywhere was, what the fuck is Kevin Cash doing yeah. lifting Blake Snell? It doesn't impact who's getting the trophy. It doesn't impact who's getting the rings. But you listen to Dwayne Kuyper this morning on KNBR, and it's, well, there's actually two of them, Dave. It starts with Kevin Cash, and then it went to Justin Turner. Yeah. And what he did going back on the field. Yeah. Is there any part after waiting 32 fucking years, after all the disappointment, after the Astros scandal, that today the idea that the Dodgers are world champions comes in almost on page three after Kevin Cash stepping on his own nuts (laughs) and Justin Turner going out after testing positive with COVID. Not at all. Didn't bother you at all? Not one second. The the only one that bothers me that I think is a cheap bullshit shot Mm-hmm. Is when people go, oh, it was a sixty-game season. Does no, you can't do that. And I said because it, my argument is, and I flipped over and I listened to, I try and listen to a lot of guys who played the game. Like, what's their opinion? I really don't give mm-hmm. a fuck what Woods or or Cost or anybody says. No. I really, really don't give a shit because we didn't we didn't play the game. When a guy like Brett, who's nice enough to give his input, fine, I'm just going to listen. He was on the field. He knows yeah. what it's like in high pressure situations. But when you hear major league or major league players say today on the MLB channel on Sirius. Mm-hmm going, dude, this is the toughest World Series of all time to win. Because yeah. if you go into any slump during the regular season, you could be out of the playoffs, one, yeah. so the com- extreme pressure. You aren't getting days off like you normally do. And the other thing is 16 teams got in the playoffs. 
So yeah. the so the field was expanded like crazy, and as we know, until the World Series, there are no days off there either. So it was it was basically, hey, the the, the fittest will survive. And the Dodgers had the best record going all the way through, and they set all kind of records with their offense and their had pitching. Had the most pressure by far. Yes, they, they were expected. Everything else was, if the Dodgers or Yankees weren't in it, according to Vegas, right, they're in the mm-hmm. business of losing money, it's going to be a, a major disappointment. Well, one of those two teams did make it, and the Dodgers did what everybody thought they would do. But, hell, a lot of times people think the favorite's going to win a lot. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, a cheap shot of people that don't want to give them credit. But I honestly believe – what the Dodgers went through this year, whether it was the Dodgers or any other team, that was a fucking hard 60 days to sit there and knock out those games. They beat the Padres. Now, look, it's no Clevenger and Lamette. I get yeah. that, but that's how the fucking games work. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have it. And and as Padre fans, you can sit there and say, well, fuck, we didn't have Clevenger and Lamette. Look, if it's 162-game season, yeah. you probably lose those two guys for the remainder of the year, Yeah, and now you aren't even making the postseason. Who knows what happens, but then you beat the Braves – and you beat the Rays. And you can, yeah, you came back. Who were on their way? One. I mean, the fucking Rays beat, beat the Yankees, teams. beat the Astros, and uh, God, I just I gotta say this: as much as I wanted to hate the Dodgers last night, I sure was never cheering for the Dodgers. Oh, I know. I was so fucking sick of that Rays team because I felt like these fucking guys didn't realize it's the World Series. I put a thing on Twitter that said you have to give credit to the Rays because once they found out Justin Turner was infected, they refused to make contact with anything, <laughs> including the fucking baseball. I, uh, my only disappointment, Dave, I've said it. Yeah. I will, I, the Dodgers are the world champions. They get it. There's no asterisk. It was wild. Man, I would have been really interested to see them in the Astros. Oh, I just too. feel like the Astros, even without Verlander, would have made a much better showing. I God, the Rays well, to me. Well, because the offense. I mean, right? You're sitting there watching. Yeah. You're watching the Rays offense, and, and anybody who's, who's either a huge baseball fan or new to baseball knew there was only one guy in the lineup you were concerned about. Yeah. And with the Astros, there would have been four guys that had a chance of doing damage, right? Yeah. And so with the Yankees, you're talking eight guys that can do damage. And so you're going, yeah, there would have been a shitload better matchups, but you, other guys couldn't get by them. Yeah. And so I would say the 88 Dodger team, even though they won the World Series, that was the worst World Series champion, I think, of all time. It really was a bad team. I'm not a bad Mickey team, Hatcher. So the Dodgers back in 88, just real quick, backup catcher. Mike Sosha got hurt. Rick Dempsey, who's oh, 100 shit. years old, was catching. Yeah. Franklin Stubbs. Hang on. Go back to Rick Dempsey. Yeah. Wasn't he wearing the mask over the turned backwards I baseball cap? He was. Cap? It was. And like catch- he's in fucking yeah. Sandlot? He was like a, in the major leagues for like 27 years. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Rick Dempsey. Is your catcher. Franklin Stubbs is playing first. Fucking the only healthy guy was Steve Sachs at second, who fucking was a mess. Alfredo Griffin broke his arm, but he he made it back for the World Series. Jeff Hamilton. Jeff Hamilton. At third, and Tracy Woodson would share time. And then you had Kurt Gibson, who got one at bat the entire World Series. Yep. Okay. You had Mickey Hatcher, bench player, who led the team with two home runs. Mike Davis, bench player, playing. If you're an A's fan. Right. Yeah, right. My, Mike Davis was supposed to be a huge stud. It was a complete bust, but they had to play him in the World Series. And you had John Shelby. I mean, dude, it was a shitty team. It was Oral Hershiser who carried that yeah. fucking team. And they yeah. won in five games. Yeah, that's it. But it's not one of those teams where anyone goes, oh, man, that 88 Dodger team. It was not a great team at all. It was just one of those, like, how the fuck did this happen? Uh, not a great team. One of the incredible moments of all yes. time, though. Where, where that, to me, sports moment, I think all of us look back at 88 and you go, where were you? But I, I, 
for Kevin Cash to do what he did, is he Bill Buckner now? Okay. In the sense that he never shakes that? Okay, well, here, here's what I what I find very interesting. Because we it's funny. We literally talked about this with the group of kids I was coaching today about how the computers run things. We've said this on the show. When people always right. write smart-ass things, the computers say to do that. Yeah, the computer literally says to do that. Blake Snell falls apart in these situations after this point is what it, the computer says. God damn. And it was one of those where, and I've argued this with Brett and, and Aaron Boone, where they say Albert Pujols is the most overrated player in baseball history. And I said, you can't tell me nope. what it, what his heart rate is. You saw those right. last two batters for the Rays struck out on pitches right down the middle. Nobody even yeah. swung. Yeah. They just locked up. Because they locked up. Uh, Pujols doesn't Adamus. lock up. And but the so, kid, at least the guy, Dave, I'm mind blanking on the guy. The guy who makes out number two, pinch hits, comes off the bench. The yeah. guy who'd had the, hit, the against hit against Chapman. Chapman yeah. He at least, I felt like, was in there grinding. And he's looking one and gets two or looks two and gets one. And he just looked to me like he was expecting something else and got locked up. But at least for him, I felt like that was a quality at bat. When fucking Adamas comes up and you're like, we had talked about Adamas the other night. Aren't you sitting there going, okay, we just can't let this fucker beat us because he, and he just looked like he wanted to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, he did. He he, he did. Um, I would have been fine with giving the MVP to Kershaw. Guy had two, was only pitcher to have two wins. Um, okay. You knew Seager was getting it though. It was so funny with Seager too because everyone's saying trade for Lindor during the offseason. Remember, all yeah. the talk was say goodbye to Seager, but. You know, a couple different things. I'm not going to kill people with Dodger talk here, but as, as far as being a fan goes and being extremely nervous, fuck, man, I was nervous. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I so was. So where are you for the ninth? Sitting right where you're sitting. No shit. Sitting right there. Sitting in that chair that you're in right now. Now, who basically. do you let in this room? Uh, Josh is here and his buddy Eddie, but his buddy Eddie is working. So he's sitting right here to my right where I'd be sitting right now on his computer. He didn't even look up at the screen, I think, the entire time. He's actually just doing work work. Wow, and so Josh has given me shit. Josh is a Padre fan, but he wants to see that see me happy. Well, yeah, yeah, because there's a story too. There's a story about this particular team, this particular year, yeah, this particular week, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, so and and so we'll, we'll go into that. But as I've said before, I paid for um, Jake's cutout at Dodger Stadium, yeah. and so as a family, we can never afford season tickets, even if I lived in no. L.A. And two, there's no way my wife's going every fucking game, Fuck no. let alone one a month. Um, but, but Jake would have gone with me, yeah, you know, so if we yeah. had season tickets today, I'm Well, I'm hang in. on, in fairness yeah. to Rita, the one fucking game she goes to, she's got three baseball guys, you let her get fucking drilled in the face by the t-shirt gun, yeah. so yeah. nice job. <laughs> that was the Padres. Did I ever show you the picture of the black guy? It's ridiculous. <laughs> No. She looks like fucking. She looks like Rocky after he fights the. Who's the guy? Like the she guy, fought Cyborg Chris yeah. Santos. Who's the guy that Rocky fought in the first fight? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. God damn it. When he's in the when the, he's backstage. No. Yeah. When the when the at the first fight. Yeah. The very first one. It start and he's like punching the guy when he's on the ground, just checking. Uh, Spider. Spider Rico. Yes. Yeah, Spider Rico. Yes. That's what Rita looked like. <laughs> looked like she was in a fight with Spider Rico. Just took a rocket to the eye. I don't know how the hell it hit her. Went through all three of us, like a million miles an hour. That's nice. Fucking a. Um, so, so we uh, I, I paid for the cutout and, and everything. And so Jake again was it was a huge Dodger fan. Also, I, I've told the story Father's Day last year. Yeah. Where I on the field, I was able to get Jake's ashes on the field. And yeah. so, and you know, him and I had talked about that for years. That when I die, I want him to get my ashes on the field. I always said I'd leave him money behind. You're gonna get arrested. Yeah. 
And he goes, I'm in. I'll do it for you. Well, I had an opportunity to do it for him. So the, yeah. there was a connection to this team. There weren't a ton of things that Jake was passionate about. He, was, he loved comedy. He loved his friends, loved his family, yeah. but he loved the Dodgers, okay? And the Raiders. He loved we're the gonna, Raiders. We're going to put your fucking ashes in that new Aztec stadium. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fuck you. Son of a bitch. By the way, right I, the drove, end zone. I drove by uh, Jack Murphy Stadium the other day. I was like, I thought they've been working on this. Like it doesn't. They are. It looks at least like the same shithole as before. I can't tell one difference. The from... whole parking lot's dug up. Oh my god! It's, uh, couldn't even tell. Well, it's a fucking joke. Ah, uh, you're fucking blind. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we uh, we're we're sitting there watching this, and and I obviously have said to Josh a million times, man, I really want this, you know, uh, yeah. for your brother and and for me and and for my dad, you know, yeah. this is this is a big deal, and well, so especially since they fucked it up the last two years. Yeah, they did. They did, but this is the one where his cutouts there, and the Dodgers yeah, are going to let me go pick that cutout up and everything else, and I want—I do want it back. Um, so we're we're sitting there following every single inning, like I've told you, like most Padre fans follow their team, and this is the week that Jake passed. Yeah. You know, it's coming up on uh, on Friday, so uh, for them to win this week, it's just, it's even more special. But honestly, it was probably the most emotional I've, I've been. Did Not- you cry? I didn't cry. I thought I would cry. Um, I didn't plan on crying, but it was such a relief. I literally sat right here in this chair to my right last yeah. night till four in the morning. Just watching everything? No, watching everything. Smoked a, smoked a cigar, drank a shitload of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and by myself, though. And yeah. just thought about Jake. Yeah. And um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was draining and then got up you know, a few hours later and started the day. But um, I don't know, man. This I've not... Felt real well health-wise the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I think it's uh, obviously t- too close to the time. I mean, today I was doing the drive, the exact drive I was doing, and my oh, wife called fuck. me and said when uh, when Jake passed and I had to run down here and meet the police. Um, but I've had major blood pressure issues. Like like today, just like violently, my hands are shaking ah. and feeling weak. And a couple of times I feel like I'm, I'm going down, like I'm having a stroke or a heart attack. And so, Dude, really, if you have a stroke, you're doing this show every night. It'll yeah. be the Jan and, <laughs> Jan and Dean. It will, it will be. I, I'm really looking forward to the 30th passing. I hope my health goes yeah. back to what it is. But last couple of weeks just haven't felt really good at all. So, uh, And people, I, like even my I talked to my sister yesterday, goes, you, you don't sound good. And I go, it's funny you say that. I go, I'm, I have not been good for a while. So I'm looking for the, the September 26th, which is his birthday, to October 30th when he passed is always a hard six weeks in this in this family. My wife's taking the rest of the week off, and it just it's heavy in this house. So It's 26th um, till... Probably January first because you got to get through Thanksgiving was always big and then Christmas. Yeah, the, down ho- here. Yeah, the holidays without without Jake is yeah. is, is extremely tough and then January first of course is when my dad killed himself. So it, it's oh it, shit yeah. yeah. There's always uh, there's always something. Uh, my dad though I always feel like older had brain cancer. I, I I was never one that ever questioned him to go how could you do that. I was like here's a guy that's been fighting cancer for 25 years that finally has had enough. So I, I don't blame my dad for anything, but. As far as Jake, the hole is just huge. Yeah. And um, yesterday, winning and felt like it was something good for me, for him, as far as a father-son relationship, it, it meant everything to me. I All mean, right. everything much, to me. How much have you spent on Fanatics today? I haven't spent a dime. Really? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't bought anything. I haven't bought any uh, anything Are you going to get the LA Times no, bound I, edition? No, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really trying not to collect stuff anymore. Really? I, yeah, because I just like. If, what are you gonna do with it, right? Well, not. A, I used to collect everything. I used to be yeah. that guy that ran around and picked up every possible newspaper every time the Lakers yeah. won. 
But honestly, I'm trying not to be, I don't want to be the hoarder. I don't want to collect stuff. I figure I can pull anything up on the computer if I want to see it. No one else cares like I care. I'm going to leave Josh with a shitload of stuff that he doesn't want. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, but I, I tell you what, and I, I, I know we'd get to it. So you and Woods dumped me yesterday on Twitter. Oh, no, hang I was, on. I was extremely disappointed. It was Di- really the only time I think I was really upset with you. Uh, we knew it. We died laughing the oh, whole time. Nobody I, cared. Oh, I, and I was like, "Fuck you!" I, 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 that, I, but I, that I, was Woods. Woods. Oh, I don't care. Well, I, I do care no. about Woods. Woods is a piece of shit. I'll, and I'm dead serious when I'm saying this. I'm not even joking right now. He's a guy that obviously never played sports. That understood shaking a guy's hand when the game's over. He's a bad loser. I, you oh. know, I think he, I think it's a garbage move. I think he pulled the Isaiah Thomas bullshit move on oh. Michael Jordan. And I think both of you guys owe me a huge apology. They well, all these Padre Twitter fans who I ripped, by the way, who I apologize right now. Almost every one of them wrote me and said, "Dude, I hate your team, but congratulations." Well, but are the you, two guys closest to me fucking turned the well, back I only, on me. I only blocked you for ten minutes. Oh. Then I brought you back and brought. Because then I said, well, I can't block him. Yeah, how can you, cause, how can you cause, guys do that to me? How can I put the Garvey picture back up if I have oh, you, you blocked? You son of a bitch. And I'm Did like, you see Garv come back up? I'm, no. I, I'm not even, I don't think I can, I'm following you right you now. Better, you better, you, you, you owe us an apology. When you cut me out, you made me not follow you. It unfollowed no, you on mine. No, you're back. Not, I, bet you, I bet I'm not. I bet I'm on yours, but you aren't on mine. Oh, you son and of I a went, bitch. I went, you son of a bitches. And Woods, fuck you, dude. That's why your teammates hate you in baseball. That's what everyone says. You're a real cocksucker. You only shake hands when your team wins. And you're a real <laughs> son of a bitch. Chilliam. Go ahead and watch the fucking Jordan show again and watch how when Isaiah Thomas walks by Jordan. That's what you did to me, you cocksucker. I'll never forgive you. That's... <laughs> All right, now wait. We'll apologize to you. Are you going to apologize yeah, for your see? fucking... Told well, you. You mother, as, don't come. Don't come back. I don't I, need I, you. You did this to me. You. Un, I did not unfollow you. As soon as you unfollow oh, me, is that right? It, it automatically unfollows would, me on the other end. Oh, you fucker! That's why you were gone. You're not seeing Garvey. That I brought Garvey back. No, you did it oh, to me. The Garvey picture is gorgeous. I just fucking from. Yeah, I, I said. Wonder if I'm, I wonder if I'm not following Woods now. Well, you're not missing anything oh, there. I know, fucking guy. I hope he gets bit by a raccoon and gets rabies. Cocksucker. Did you see, by the way, a raccoon broke into his house? Dude, he's had a fucking raccoon. Listen, let me tell you. I talked no, to I see, the- Same thing. As soon as he unfollowed me, I unfollowed, it made me automatically unfollow him. But he's not blocking you anymore. Oh, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. All right, Jesus. now you're back. I'm back. You're out of the group chat yeah. for five minutes. He yeah. goes, I drug him right back fucking in. That fucker, he's not getting out of this group chat. Yeah, you, yeah, I was wondering what the fuck you guys talking about. I said I never left. You go, we p- pulled you back in like you guys saved my life. Pull me out of the ocean. Fuck off. The one I, time to shake my hand. Just remember. Fuck off. It oh. didn't work out for Isaiah Thomas after you fucked over Jordan. All this, right? This oh, fucking go straight guy, downhill for you, you piece of shit. That was a funny fucking move. <laughs> and then we just started. Did you see all these fuckers that found pictures of you in Yankee gear? I did. We I said, did. every time this fuck talks Dodgers, you put that fucking Yankee picture up. <laughs> I, dude, I've only seen the one picture that I always do. Yeah, there's like nine other pictures of you. I, I, there's one on the fucking subway. Oh, there's, there's one of you in a uniform and a hat in front of the extra. I go, where the fuck did these all come from? You know what? I remember the every the, one of those is the going ones up. in the jersey were to make you laugh. I remember I wore them into what's the and, jersey that we got have, that you got fired at in Free FM? I have, I have two of them. I have one. If you notice, there's a road one. That's the one that, I was wearing at Free for Free FM. FM. That's the Jeter one. Yeah, and then, then you have I, the home one, too. I have too. the home one that's an A-Rod one that I wore to make you laugh you that I have douche. an A-Rod jersey. I don't even know how I got it. Fucking guy. I and said, so I, uh, I, and I remember going, oh, fuck, this is going to come back to haunt me. And it has. 
I told Woods, I go, I'm going to go in there tonight, and I'm going to ask him, how do you feel about your fucking team with your goddamn ginger third baseman, infection-riddled third baseman trying to murder people? And I'll tell you what, this is what Steve said. Yeah. He goes, you tell Dave this. Oh, you tell Dave this. Phone works, asshole. He couldn't. He was so upset. <laughs> he sure was. He said he told Bo, hey, Bo, it's time for school. And Bo said, hey, guess what, Dad? Justin Turner doesn't follow the rules, and neither do I. Fuck off. He was shaken by that. So you owe him an apology. All right. He's back in. <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Yeah. I wanted to come down, fuck with you, and break your balls and do yeah. all that shit. There's there's a couple of guys that I watched that for last night. Not you, trust me. What about Vin? Vin, yes. How about Vin's been alive for all seven? Holy shit. How cool is that? I was I was happy, Dave, for a bunch of things. Like cause I sat there and watched it. Cause I really enjoyed baseball yeah. this year. I enjoyed the sixty. I enjoyed the playoffs. And I don't know, like I heard some people today like really, really upset that the Dodgers won. I'm not. I enjoyed baseball. Yeah. Like, fuck, okay. You know what? who would hit me at the end of the night that I was really happy for? I was really happy for fucking Kershaw. Yeah, me too. Like, and, and I heard Darren today talking about it, and he was saying, he made the analogy of like Peyton Manning, yeah. Phil Mickelson, That's right? good calls. Like a couple Especially guys. Especially the Mickelson call. Yeah, where you need it. And like I was thinking about it, and you go, okay, I'm a Padre fan. But I thought about what he said about Trent Grisham yeah, and all those things. And you look back at what Kershaw has done in his career. He hasn't done anything where you'd ever go, fuck that guy. Yeah. Even when Grisham hit the home run off him, he said, good well, for him. Well, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people yeah. understood. Yeah. He, but, he, did, he didn't pull what Dave Roberts said about Trent Grisham. He, no. he basically said, dude, go ahead. But, but Dave Roberts, too. Yeah. And as much as we fuck around and now listen. I think the point that was made today that it was incredibly irresponsible for Justin Turner without a mask to sit down next to a cancer survivor and Dave Roberts. Yeah. I think that's legit. Like I, yeah, I agree. And and I think if I'm the Dodgers, I should have huge problems with Justin Turner. It shouldn't diminish what you accomplished yeah. this year and what happened last night. But that's kind of fucked up, the Turner it, thing. It is a crazy story. So when they took Turner out, in my mind, I'm thinking hamstring problems. Right. About, Groin it, something, yeah. right? He's the one guy that doesn't run full speed or doesn't score from second because yeah. he has the hamstring issues. So they take him out. I'm going, that's weird because Rios isn't a great third baseman. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck? And then the, the, the story comes out that he tested positive for COVID, which I think it happened almost. We found out almost immediately when the Dodgers oh. won, boom, COVID. And you're like, God, that fucking sucks. First thing in my mind is he can't celebrate with his team. That's all I'm thinking. And, then and also, he, he's he's a free agent. This is probably his last game in a Dodger uniform. Yeah. Okay, not that everyone's going to go get him, but the Dodgers don't like to keep guys that age and move on. So for, He breaks through the security. Yeah. The so, security tells him you should not yeah, not breaks through. Yeah. I don't mean to make it sound like yeah. guys are trying to hold him back. But they tell him, Dave, you should not go out on the field. And he says, I'm going no matter what. Now, doesn't yeah. that... And again, I'm not saying this as a Padre no, fan. No, no, I would no. say I, this if Justin everything Turner. You're, everything you're saying, I'm, a, I'm on a board with. And I was laughing last night going, can you imagine fucking Palais on Twitter if this was Machado? And oh, Mach I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't even joke around. Life and death stuff, I don't joke around. Like, I that's hear not you. funny. It's, but, well, I want to I go back real quick before you finish what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, because people who don't know the, how the story worked out. Major League Baseball called Andrew Friedman. Yeah. Okay, the president of the Dodgers, who immediately called down to the dugout and told Dave Roberts what's going on. You have to get him off the field now. They take Turner off the field. They put him in a room with his wife, secure room in the in the underneath the stadium. Okay. That's where he breaks out from, 
is he's supposed yeah. to be in quarantine for the rest of the game until everything's done and then they're going to figure out what to do with him. And then he goes on to where you're at right now. I I find that because Turner to me, where you look at his career, another guy. Yeah. Even though he's a Dodger or anything else, I think we all probably look at Dodger players, right? I, Matt Kemp of all people is the guy who comes to me. We're like that guy just bugs me, <laughs> right? Okay, is Matt Kemp number one on the list of guys that feel yeah. like they're missing out today? Oh, uh, David Price. What about Russell Martin? Like, what about some of these yeah. guys, these Dodgers that have been there a while that didn't? Adrian Gonzalez. Oh yeah. Like there are guys that go fuck. I should have been part of this. Yeah, I mean Adrian, not this yeah. year, but I'm I'm looking Kenta at Maeda, Rich Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. you? God, man, a lot of those guys that were there for the ride for the eight, eight years. But I mean, it's like Manningly, right, yeah. with the Yankees. But but what Turner did was so incredibly irresponsible. Couldn't agree more. And disappointing for a guy that yeah. I feel like has been a pretty likable guy in baseball. Very much so. He's not. He doesn't look like the. He doesn't look like John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, he doesn't fucking right look like Aaron Judge or Jeter or A Rod. Looks like the. He looks like fucking gritty. Yeah. Of the Flyers. He does. <laughs> and now look at that, Dave. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at MLB Network right now, and he's taking a picture, and he's right next to Dave Roberts, and mask off for the pictures. Look, Dave man, Roberts, cancer survivor, which is well, high risk. That's what my point being. Look, let's hope that this turns out where everything's fine and you can put it behind you. But goddamn, man. I, I just Okay, so let me ask you. Let's say Justin Turner, whether he signs with the Dodgers or whatever in team next year. Mm-hmm. And he's the one guy actually from the LA area that on that team. And by, by the way, I was listening to Sirius today. They said Justin Turner is the nicest guy they deal with on the Sirius Baseball yeah, channel. Yeah, no, I've heard they, that. They go, you, you, he's the only guy you call and immediately always says, I'm in. Always does whatever anybody wants. So it's he's a good guy. Made a horrible decision that people will be remembered for maybe the rest of his life. He emphatically refused to comply. Yes. So Is what MLB's statement So says. here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner, let's say he resigns with the Dodgers. What is the punishment for Justin Turner, does he get a thirty-game suspension? Does he get what does he get? What does Major League Baseball do to punish Justin Turner next year? Man, I mean, he he broke the protocol set. I mean, I think look the nasal swabs. Everybody's come home. I think David's too early to know. I really do. I think I think when we come back here, I can't wait to do this fucking show on Tuesday night. I'm so excited to be here Tuesday night. We'll talk about that, but. If we go Tuesday, Thursday next week or whatever we do, I think by Thursday of next week, uh, obviously we'll we'll know a lot more about it. If everybody from the Dodgers is healthy and the Rays and everything is healthy, then I think you look at, I don't think you need a 30-game suspension. I don't think you need anything like that, right? I really don't. As somebody that despises the Dodgers, I don't. But goddamn, if anybody ends up sick, yeah. And we have a Rudy Gobert situation. Yeah. Dude, you're going to fucking pay, Turner. Now, I mean, I saw people yeah. a day like, he should be out for the whole year, 80. And I don't know how much of that is fucking around ball busting, and yeah. I don't know how many people genuinely believe it. I think right now it's too early to tell. We've seen it. I mean, look what we saw with Nick Saban yep. two weeks ago. We thought Nick Saban wasn't going to be coaching. But, I mean, I just... Boy, I mean, the the videos that they have of him, I mean, he's there with his wife. Okay, yeah. well, I got that. Okay, well, here's my, my question for you. Let's say you are uh, you play second base for the Dodgers, yeah. and you have your kids out there running around, and yeah. here's this guy who's infected, and now your kids are around him. You're like, dude, come on, man. 
Right. I mean, it's a whole different story when you're like, hey, it sucks you did this to us. I'm your teammate. You did right. this to me. But, dude, I just brought my family around you. Do you know how different the narrative would be around Turner today? If Turner found out and immediately isolated himself and issued a statement and said something like, uh, man, it, uh, it's my walk year yeah. and my team is celebrating. And, boy, I mean, he would be a martyr today. Yep. Dave, we would be like, well, I tell you what, MLB better hope they're right or they owe Justin Turner an apology because to go through the whole year, the whole playoffs, be yanked off the field in the eighth inning and not have that opportunity to to celebrate. But instead, for a guy that isn't really known for an ego, isn't known no. as a selfish player, boy, he looks as bad as he can look. Oh, absolutely. All right, so here's what would be crazy. Is Nightingale in the fucking airport doing this shit? Looks, That's the Dallas he airport, he right? He's in the Dallas airport. All right. <laughs> if we were walking through, we'd know it's him immediately. Hey, Dave. <laughs> so, How uh, you doing? What do you bench? <laughs> Bob, ben, Bob Bench is about 440. You better fucking watch how you walk around Nightingale. All right. So here's what's interesting. Let's say it comes out that either some of the Dodgers or Rays players test positive outside of Turner. Oh. Okay. And you go, well, if you're the Rays, you're able to push it, let's say, to a game seven. Yeah. If you delayed this shit four days, Dude, right. Snell's pitching again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, can. all of a sudden, it's, it is and a cash different. will fuck up and pull him again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it is a whole different series. I was really happy Turner didn't do shit in that game. By the way, yesterday, like as soon as that yeah. news came out, because he almost hit a home run, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck!" If Turner was a difference maker in that game, Rays fans are going, "This is bullshit." Yeah, the guy shouldn't have been playing. Where's Major League Baseball to say why weren't you pulled off the field before the game started? Here's the other weird thing, and and even though you call him a cocksucker, Steve Woods actually I took him back. I put him back in. He was a cocksucker for about 24 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had too much Paul's good... Paul's a cocksucker. He did the same thing. Fuck you, Paul. I had too much good material. I had to fucking bring you back. And then I didn't realize I fucked myself. I was so excited by cutting you further out of the Garvey picture. I was very excited by that. Steve made a great point to me today because we were talking about everything, like how wild the playoffs were and the whole deal. Never once did we say how happy we were for you, though, just so you're clear. Yeah. Um, but we brought up Rob Manfred. Yeah. We're talking about Rob Manfred afterwards and, and people are, I mean, he clearly looked disjointed. Yeah. <laughs> but Steve said something really, really interesting that I had not thought of. And he said there had been a conversation and I deferred to Steve about somebody that had had a brain illness. Yep. And when they had this brain illness, one of the first things they had was a speech impediment. Now, yep. I don't know if Rob Manfred had had a couple of drinks or whatever, but Steve said, he goes, fuck, man, the one thing I wasn't going to do this morning was go on the air and be a smartass. If it turns out that Manfred's up there bombing Rob Royce for five innings, well, then fuck. But I go, dude, he's not doing that. No. You're the commissioner of baseball you know it's fucking Snell, but you know the Dodgers could win it. Yeah. The Manfred thing was a little unsettling, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, and I really do hope. Uh, my birthday is coming up in a couple weeks, and my birthday wish when I blow up that candle would be that Steve falls off that fucking hammock and starts talking like that for the rest of his life. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Take that back right now, because if he does... i got two weeks to think about it. <laughs> you take it back. There you go, fuck face. That's awful. I asked him today. He's explaining to me about the hammock. 
Have you watched the video with the audio yeah, up? No. It's, it's the craziest shit. You've seen it. I, no, is there a video from falling out of the hammock? Yeah, he's no, got I, video. Oh, I didn't he, see that he, part. Oh, shit. I got blocked. I don't fucking know. Is it on his Twitter? No, it was on yesterday before you got blocked. Oh, I didn't see it. Dude, it's the craziest shit you've ever seen. Okay. Like, it feels like it's... What was the goddamn show that he was on where he kept falling? It broke his leg. Wipeout? Wipeout. Okay, you see him because they have the ring video... And it's set up, and Steve posted it to, to show people. Are you watching it? No, I'm looking at this dumb fuck with his cute fucking woods. With Instead of the O's, he put fucking pumpkins. Because it's cute that way. You silly. Fucking jerk. Dude, you got to watch this fucker fall off that hammock. It'll, oh, it's sent a shiver up my spine. Oh, when he explained the story, man, it was terrible. Yeah, but what you see it. What going on in that house, dude? And I said to him today, did you find it? Yeah. Okay, watch that video. I want your live reaction. Put the put the audio up. Okay, can't hear it real well. What's slow motion? <laughs> you sick fuck. Get a hold of yourself over there. Sorry. Dude, David hit him. He told me another quarter inch to the right, it severs his fucking spine. Prove it. By falling again? <laughs> I'm see it again. Dude, it's, dude, it's not as bad as a girl falling off the Jeep celebrating the Dodger win. Well, that girl was bad. Dude, how can you cannot sit in a hammock? Dude, what the fuck? No wonder nobody wants you to play in their Sunday league. You're the most unathletic fuck I've ever seen. So I talked to him today. <laughs> And I go because I do love of, him. I'm a little, I'm a little bit pissed at him, but I love the guy. I feel like, bad when he explained it. Dude, it sounded terrible. But look how hard that yeah, he hits. I'm watching him walk around now. So I, so I said to him today, "You should have never told him to look at this. I cannot stop watching." I said to him today, "What have you done to the deck? Don't you feel like you put rubber padding out there immediately? Yeah. They haven't done anything to the deck." God dang it! Be because proactive, well, you asshole. He goes, well, I'll never be in the hammock again. I go, what about Bo? He goes, oh, yeah, Bo's fallen out of it already, too. He's, and they had a fucking raccoon going through the cat door I, last I, night. Dude, that was crazy. Hold on. Is this motherfucker wearing a Yankee hat in this video? Hey, wearing a Padre hat? <laughs> you heard it, didn't you? I'm sorry, Woods. That's not funny. Oh, it sounds like when you drop a fucking pumpkin out of a second-story window it when does. his head hits. It sounds like a big thing. It scared of... the shit out of me. I had to call him today. I go, dude, what the dude, fuck? Dude, when he explained it on there, I knew it was serious. I, yeah. I, honestly, I'm glad he was okay. That's terrible. Well, yeah, but we need Paul and fucking Hammer to go over there and get a little fucking uh, uh, gorilla glue <laughs> and put some foam padding over that edge so nobody gets hurt. Paul's too busy delivering weed. What is he? Yeah, you don't know this story. No, this fucking guy is—he's uh, doing two jobs. He works for Woods in the morning, and then he delivers weed all afternoon. I don't like that. Yeah. That shit—that's a cash business, man. I don't like that. He better be packing. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I listen to this fucking scanner. I'm addicted yeah, to it. There's I'm all kinds him. of weird shit going on. I sent him the movie cover of The Mule with Clint Eastwood <laughs> with, with Paul on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. Hey, good news. Yeah. I voted tonight. I texted Dave. I go, hey, look, I'm running late. I swear, Dave, we've been voting a long time. 
Did you have any concerns at all about your ballot? Have you actually dropped yeah. your ballot off or yeah. mailed it? Absolutely. No, what'd you do? Went to went straight to the post office and dumped it and, and dropped it off there. Now, we, do they have a bin or anything specific for ballots, or yes. do you just drop it in the regular box? Drop it in the regular in the regular blue uh, box. Okay, now does that rattle you at all with all the different shit being talked about? No, not not here. Not, not I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I uh, think you're okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I, I'm always happy. One of those. I'm really the idiot. One of those guys that as soon as I vote, I feel like I did my civic duty. I feel good every time I vote. I know you should. I went. So it took me. How much time did you feel like it took you to go through your ballot this year? Um, actually, more time than ever before. Isn't that funny? I yeah. agree. But did you keep of, your sample of, ballot to know I wish everybody I did you voted because for? I didn't realize we were doing the show where I wanted to follow what the hell I'm doing. Um, I, I can easily print it out. I know exactly what I'm doing. So I have been, I was talking to my kids about this yeah. because you're right, Dave, you should feel that. Anybody who fills that ballot out, I hope you take the time to kind of go through it. And there were different props and measures that I wasn't sure on. And so you just, all you have to do is type it in, right? Yeah, yeah. Prop A. And you'll get explanations, good and bad, what's for, right? Like, I loved yeah. it. I felt like you want to make an educated vote on everything you're doing, and off you go. So same thing. You sign the back. Now it's sealed up, and yeah. you're ready. But I was like, I didn't want to just drop this one in the mail. I've always voted by mail. Um. So I live kind of right on the Claremont PB border. And um, anybody who knows Claremont Mesa Boulevard, kind of over, not far, Dave, from, uh, fuck, where, where were we over there on Claremont Mesa? I guess it's the OKSDO building. Um, the Registrar of Voters yeah. is right over there. That fucking dinghy, Katie Mosier, <laughs> writes, you know, She's all in on Gavin Newsom, who's fucking shut this state down way longer than it should be. Just saying. Haircut. Uh, <laughs> so why, she, why do you, okay, Just curious. Why do you feel it's been shut down way longer? Because, Dave, you look at... There could be... I, I'll take my company, for okay, example. Go ahead. I can't get into our building. Everybody in our building is social distanced. Yeah. When you come in, we have a computer... That you go, you your face goes right onto it. It scans, it takes the temperature, and you're either yay or nay right on the spot. It's adjusted. Everybody in my building is allowed is wears a mask. There's hand sanitizer. It feels like every 25 feet, and we're shut down. Okay. There's no reason for us to be shut down. We should be able to go in and work from the office and be good to go. There's no reason for that. Uh, restaurants, you can make any determination you want. A bar, I'm not going to act like that. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings today. Right. You can go into Wild Wings, and who knows what's going on. It's the other thing, too. It's too fucking inconsistent in this state. It's the one thing that people have said, which is, I thought the best example that I saw was that there's a small family-owned art supply store, and they couldn't open, but you could go to Walmart and buy art supplies with 900 other fucking people. Oh, that's wild, yeah. And you go, what the fuck? Yeah, you're right. No, that, that I don't to disagree me, with that. Yeah, that to me is an issue. And I think the other thing is you see it with restaurants. There are some restaurants where you go in and it's socially distanced and you sit down. The menus are all on the, the QR scan and you do that. You go, hey, this is great. I'm, by the way, I'm fine with that the rest of my life. You know, as far as you just take your phone. Yeah. 
pops up. I don't need to touch a menu. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And you do that because you, I mean, you're hearing that it can stay on dollar bills or menus or anything else for 28 days. Fuck, you grab that menu, you put it back. Who yeah. knows what you're doing? I I mean, I, I listen to the scientists. Yeah. But I feel like a business like ours, where everybody takes it serious, nobody's a douche, and none of us can fucking get in there other than three hours a week, I think that's a fucking joke. And then I think there's got to be so many other businesses that are impacted. I think about our buddy... Hot sauces and more, yeah. right? And or Cali Comfort. Like yeah. I know Sean's doing great with takeout. Well, Sean, I tell you what, in in Sean's, and I don't know how other restaurants work, but I, we talked to Sean. Yeah, Sean, Sean could have done it a couple different ways. He could have reopened, and you know what he could. But have then he would have had a shutdown. And but he also would have had to jack up the prices about three times the amount to make it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he could figure out what would it, what would, what's the difference? If I got to yeah. close down all these tables, then how do I make up for the tables? So for him, he was able to keep his prices the same. The inconvenience for you is that you got to take it home. Yeah. But he he basically said, "I'm not going to screw people over by not raising my prices three times the amount." I think uh, I think movie theaters could be. We could find the a airplanes better. are ridiculous. Airplanes, I just sat right? On two packed airplanes. Well, they're packed, but we can't figure out a way for Regal or AMC to just say, "Okay, look." I mean. I feel like you don't have any Star Wars or Top Gun yep. movies coming out right now, right? But we were we were looking at AMC had talked about being able to rent a movie theater for a hundred bucks. Fuck that! It's the biggest bait and switch ever. <laughs> My kid's birthday on Monday, so we're like, well, goddamn, we'll do that. We'll take a bunch of kids every day. It's like, oh, unavailable. Yeah, so if you're available to go to a movie at Tuesday at seven thirty in the fucking morning, AMC will roll out the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots it's like we all want you to win just don't be fucking dickheads about it but that's the point but anyways getting back to um because i have important information for you okay i, I really, just asked you about newsome because you hear that all the time i'm just curious to know for your firsthand experience what you thought i, I don't know and look i get it for all these guys you're trying to be safe you're learning on yeah. the fly it's not an easy situation i i get all yeah. that my thing is always th my, my first thing in my mind is I'm alive and I haven't gotten it, so I have no complaints. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, you are you have the benefit of working yeah. from home all the time. Yeah. I, I'd love my fucking kids yeah. to be able to be back in school because it's not just being at home. What they've lost, Dave, is the ability to interact. And we had a birthday get-together for yeah. them at Mission Beach, and there were six of their buddies, and they're running, and they're burning energy, and they're socially interacting, and they're playing ball and eating lunch and goofing around and that's the only time they fucking done that since march yeah we um I, I just before i came here i was coaching baseball i coach baseball five times a week yeah and the rule is you can have 13 players and one coach okay those but you can't play games in california so every yeah. time we have to play we go to arizona now all of us have been tested coming back that's, that's right that's it's no fun to go through that process but we're all trying to be safe, and and you sit there and you go, well, how the hell are you going to play football in January if you're in high school? Well, my hope is that after the election next week, and we determine that it's either the status quo and we move forward with the status quo, or we have a new regime coming in, my hope is that we finally start to find a way as a country to get the back on the same fucking page. Because it feels like every county, every city, every state is doing it different than our neighbors. And if there's not one consistent plan that we're all following, trying to get to the finish line on this shit, then we're never going to fucking dig out. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm hoping is, and again, whoever you want to vote for, go vote for. But I, I just, this ballot meant a lot to me. And so uh, Katie Mosier tweets, hey, the registrar of voters has a box that's open 24-7. So I go, well, shit, that's great. That's five minutes, uh, ten minutes from my house, but it's on the way down here. Let me tell you what the three people that follow Katie Mosier, what she didn't tell you. (laughs) I love her to death. I went to the registrar's office tonight at 7. Everything is locked up. You can't follow it. Now, that may change for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But for any of you trying to vote tomorrow, and you're like, oh, it's 8 o'clock at night. I got my ballot. I want to drop this off. I got really lucky because there was another woman there who was trying to vote. And one of the people coming out of the locked parking lot who worked there said, oh, go in this other exit off a hazard way and uh, talk to the security guard. So we go... Security guard comes out, opens up the gate. All these people are leaving the registrar voters at 7 o'clock at night. But one lady who worked there said, hang on, let me stay here. I'll be right back. She goes, talks to a co-worker. Co-worker comes out with the official, like, locked bag where you could drop your... And she checked, hey, you signed yours. Uh, she said to the lady, said to me, you signed yours, great. You guys are in your official. So I said to her, there's a thing on the county website that said there's a Dropbox 724. Well, what this other woman didn't say, what Katie didn't say, what I didn't know was there is. So if you're in San Diego, then you have a ballot and you want to drop it off, but you don't want to put it in the mail or do anything else. You have to go on Claremont Mesa Boulevard, but it's at the county assessment office where I said, well, I'm going to drive by this tonight because I'm committed to this audience. If you're on Claremont Mesa Boulevard, what I looked for was it's almost till you get to the 15. So if you're going eastbound on Claremont Mesa Boulevard, it's on the right. And I looked across the left. I said, there has to be a landmark. Goddamn, directly across the street is a Wendy's. Okay. So as you're driving and you pull into that parking lot and there's a locked, Red, white, and blue box, and it says, really? yep, ballot drop off here. It's locked. It's safe. It's bolted to the ground, and they're taking – you can just drop it off like you're dropping off the mail, but they will take it up until 8 o'clock Tuesday night. At 8 o'clock Tuesday night, everything's done, but that's where the box is. Don't go to the – again, the registrar's hours may change over the weekend. I don't know. But if you're hearing this and you can't get into the registrar, don't freak out. Just go down Claremont Mesa Boulevard at the county assessment office, pull in kind of right in front of the building, and there's a red, white, and blue box, and you can drop your ballot cool. right there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good deal. I tell you, my uh, my my, <laughs> my favorite line as we get closer to uh, the, the presidential election is when Trump said the other day, he's talking to people in Florida. Yeah. Joe Biden says he's going to take your air conditioning away. <laughs> and did I, if I could start laughing out loud. It was the funniest laugh. Like, Jesus Christ. Did it made me laugh. But- well, the exciting thing, Dave, what Michael Vu said from the registrar is they've never, to the best of my knowledge, they haven't done this. But because now everything is a mail-in vote, yeah. 
Like my ballot will be counted tomorrow. Everything that has come in has I already thought been. California though isn't going to let nope. you know. I thought California really? eight o'clock Tuesday night. Okay, eight o'clock Tuesday night. Eight o'clock Tuesday. Pop up. So okay. when we're here, Tuesday- I know there's certain states that will tell you right now where you stand. Oh wow, so eight o'clock yeah. Tuesday. And because we're just California, so many of us have voted by mail. Yeah. Uh, the guy who runs the registrar, very cool dude. He's like, hey, man, we've been doing this a long time. That's we were cool. ready for it. And uh, and so, yeah, everything. And he said, God, we've had a huge turnout, huge turnout. And we've already gotten them. And all of those have already been scanned. So if you're dropping yours off, uh, boy, I would just get by there. Yeah. Right. I, I I know they're going to count for 17 days as long as you're yeah. postmarked by the third. Uh, they're going to count it up to seven. What the fuck's Woody doing? Just deliver the goddamn ballots, Woody. <laughs> I think uh, I think Trump voted twice. They showed think him so? once. Well, they showed him once voting by mail two weeks ago, and then they showed him this past week and voting in person. What the fuck's he, he doing? <laughs> I'm like, this guy, he was in Florida with his wife. That picture where he's looking over her shoulder, like, yeah. the fuck you voting for? Yeah. Made me laugh. <laughs> she it, voted for Kanye. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Are, are you excited for this? I, oh, very much so. I mean, this is, you know, for a lot of people, this is the biggest, uh, basically, supporting event of the year, right? I mean, forget about your NFL team or the World Series. We asked the question a couple weeks ago, would you rather yeah. have, uh, yeah, I think if we put it on Twitter, would you rather have your team win the World Series or rather have the person you want to be president being elected? And it was overwhelmingly... It was the presidential election was the most important thing. Man, it's going to be a fascinating night. It will, it and, will be. and look, locally, um, I mean, goddamn, what the Todd Gloria, Barbara Bree, I, I always called her bride. I, I didn't mean any disrespect. I just that's the way it reads. Barbara Bree, boy, that is really nasty. Like oh, I yeah. don't remember, and they're both Democrats. Yeah. I don't remember anything being that nasty in a while. I'm not hugely invested in that other than the fact that Barbara Bree sleeps. Like, who does that? And, and I don't mean that. When I say who does that, I don't mean that directed at her. Yeah. I'm like, God so damn, funny. you're Todd Glory. You're sitting there going, yeah, yeah fucking get that up. Yeah. Like, where do you find that clip? Well, here's, here's one thing that I, I find interesting. I think we've made huge strides as far as the way we talk on whether it's radio or tv it used to be okay you could go after someone's physical appearance remember that i don't know if it was ever okay but we did it never got in trouble for it and then somewhere down the line someone said hey physical appearances are out no no more yeah but you can go after kids which yeah which is ridiculous um really disappointed of people that don't like kamala harris who are Posting pictures of her looking like the Joker with the makeup on. Dude, I've seen and that. St- and then I saw pictures the other day of people coming after Michelle Obama. Yeah. Saying, I'm not the big... Like, why the fuck would you go after Michelle Obama? I don't understand going She's after... She's always her. struck me as somebody pretty pretty cool, right? I, I That's thought, pretty I, fucked I, up. I, I thought so, too. And I, both, I, Dave. I, I just I don't mean, understand that. I don't understand that. Go out look. Blatant racism, man. You're going after women of color. That's what I'm saying. You're going after Kamala Harris. Yeah. If you want to complain about politics or or her beliefs or anything else hey go ahead that's all it and a lot of them unfortunately are, are people i know who are police officers who are posting this and i go well, what the fuck i go you're supposed to be a, a public servant man that uh just the, to me i thought we we kind of grew as far as a society but some oh. of the things i've seen this year have completely make me made me shake my head racism and hate have yes. become okay which is something i never thought would be okay it's funny i'm watching an old episode uh saturday live on yeah. Saturday, recorded on my TV, and I was like, well, what the hell is this? It was Jimmy Fallon 
was was uh, one of the characters. Kate Hudson was the host. That when he's in blackface? No, it wasn't. He wasn't in blackface, but it was one. It was the one where he's a huge Red Sox fan, and you know his girlfriend's a Red Sox fan, and Omar oh, yeah. Garcia Parra walks in the room. Yeah, and in that skit. They say queer twice. They say retard three times. Jeez. And you're going, Jimmy Fallon must watch this and just go, go what are we doing, Lauren? Oh, yeah, right? I mean, he must sit there and go, oh, my God, this is 20 years later, and I'm yeah. so embarrassed that the, that these words are, are used and they're in the skit, and why would he replay this? But but things have changed. I always thought we, we were kind of growing. It's, um, I don't know, very disappointing that we aren't growing, and then all of a sudden bad behavior seems to be acceptable, but... No, whatever. I, I well, don't know. I hate when people say I'm tired of this PC shit, uh, and I'm, I'm like, well, you know what? I have friends of mine who, yeah, who have kids with disabilities, and yeah. they've asked me to say, you know, stop saying words like this, and tell your friends stop saying words like this. These are offensive, and you sit there and you go, you're damn right, they're offensive. You yeah, know? I mean, for me, uh, one of my closest friends is Mark Grant. Yeah, and I can remember. I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. I can remember a conversation that I had with him when Mark and his wife found out that their son Aiden was going to be born with Down syndrome. And man, we must have talked for an hour because I think as any parent would, Mark had questions and concerns about how he would be able to do as a father to a baby to a baby with uh with needs. And he's done amazing. He and Aiden couldn't be closer friends. But there are still struggles and challenges that come every day that he shares with me. And I feel like, yeah, I, I do you do everything, right? Yep. Because there are times when you're like, oh, and then you go, boy, that would really hurt mud. Yep. That would really hurt mud. And Dave, I mentioned it the other day. I, I'm just, as a parent, I'm incredibly fortunate that the six kids that were at my son's birthday the other day, Ty, Dante, and Jaden, uh, are black. And I love these dudes, man. We had the best time. <coughs> I've known these dudes since they were all, we are talking, second grade. Dante was in third grade. And, uh, and so I say to my sons all the time, I go, you know why you pay attention to what's going on with George Floyd or what's going on is because that could impact those three dudes that are very special to me. And I couldn't be more thrilled. I mean, just the sweetest, coolest kids as a whole, by my buddy, Aaron, who was at that party, Jack and Cade, Ty Dante, Jaden, man, these guys are brothers. They've been brothers in second grade. You know what it is, Dave. We've got pictures all over here, of different kids from different backgrounds. And, I said to Jack and Kate, I go, dude, we cannot grow up in a society where those guys, I, uh, Ty and Dante said to my sons, they go, hey, man, we consider your dad like our dad. I said, without a question, it's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. And I said, we're not going to grow up in a society anymore where those two fucking guys who are as good as it gets are going to have any kind of fear about, or their mom, Ariel, should have no fear at all when they go out at night. Because I know who they are, and as they get older, they'll continue to be the same kids they are today, which means they'll be kids of high character, high standards. Jaden goes to Bishop's. I couldn't be more proud. I told him it's the uh, home of John Spanos. He goes, what? I go, yeah, and uh, Sean Walter. But, uh, <laughs> but he just, these guys are just great, yeah. man. And they're, I just, I, I couldn't be more excited that they're friends of my kids. Because 
they make my kids better. Yeah. And their parents are just, God, they're just fantastic. Like, you know, Dave, yeah. you see it as a coach. Uh, Tommy, our friend Tommy, right? Don't you just want to meet his parents? They yeah. go, God bless you, right? <laughs> How do you do it? Because I want to hit my kid with a folding chair every day. <laughs> and every time I see your kids, I, I said to all three of them, I go, man, every time I see you guys, I'm just in a better mood. And yeah. those guys should not be judged differently because their skin tone is different. And if you think they do, then fuck you. And that's why I said to my kids, I go, fuck it, man. We're not standing back anymore and saying, oh, it sucks for Jaden. We're like, no, fuck you. They're not going to treat anybody like that because they don't fucking deserve it. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, you uh, going back to uh, real quick, you mentioned uh, Mark Grant and Aiden. I have, uh, I have two other friends who have kids that have Down syndrome. One of my yeah. very close friends I went to high school with and... Dave Singer. And a lot of people know yeah. Dave Singer oh, from yeah, Radio. He was the Mason Ireland's producer for forever. He started at 690. And do you follow Dave Singer on Facebook? I don't. It was one of the great, great posts yesterday when you talk about the Dodgers winning. Because Dave Singer's oldest son has Down syndrome, but Dave is extremely close to his dad, who who passed away, unfortunately, from oh. COVID this year. And so um, Dave Singer videotaped himself when the Dodgers got the last out, okay? Oh, wow, okay. And it's, he's at the table, and it is a picture of his dad right there. And oh, wow. And he just breaks down crying. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, Dad, this is for you. And so it's been an extremely tough year for, for him. But what was interesting is you've seen friends like uh, Dave Singer and my friend Kathy and Mark Grant, and you start to realize that every one of these people know each other. And I'm like, how oh, do wow. these people know each other? They're all part of the same support group, you know. Oh, I love that. And they're and so you you're sitting there thinking, how the hell is like mud friends with a girl I went to high school with, yeah. friends with Dave Singer, and and how how it all comes together. And that's that's why when you talk about you know growing as a society and making sure people have a, as fair of a chance in this hard world as it is, um, you know, hundred uh, percent all for it. I, I just one of the more I guess upsetting things is that we've seen us uh, seem like as a society we took a step backwards this year. Uh, one quick thing. It was great yesterday. I got to tell Mud, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Mud's the blatant abuser of stealing the thanks, you know, yeah, Joe Buck's it. game. Yeah. Yesterday was the 100th birthday, according to Kerry Kasem, who, goddamn, Kerry Kasem, that's pretty good, right? Casey did great with American Top 40. Fuck that. <laughs> he fucking brought Kerry Kasem into the world. Holy cannoli. She's outstanding. And uh, she said, hey, today's the 100th anniversary, 100th birthday for radio. I used to love that show she did with Nikki Six. That show was yeah. awesome. Because Nikki would tell stories that were just like, whoa, right? And uh, so yesterday, Dave, I, I just, it was a chance to kind of reflect and think about what radio means to your life yeah. when you've had that opportunity. It's and funny. This is one of the five questions I was going to ask you. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I put the pictures up, right? I said it's an industry that will break your heart, and then there's other days where you're at the Super Bowl taking a picture with Ken Griffey Jr., or you're sitting in a studio talking movies with Channing Tatum, and you're like, how the fuck did I ever get here? And uh, so it was really fun. I said, or you become friends with the best who ever did it. In my, For me locally, it's Sam. Sam Bass. And uh, so Mark goes, hey, thanks, Marconi. Oh, and I told him, hey, not today. It's Jack Morris Day. Go back in your fucking hole. 
reflect on where the fuck you were on that day, asshole, because nobody's <laughs> listening to you. Jesus. Get the fuck out of here, I told him. Not on Jack Morris Day. Not today. Oh, my God. Go call Ron Gant. Go call Alejandro we'll call Pena. Ron Gant. Go call fucking we'll call Charlie Lee Brent. Yeah, tell your jokes to them. Not here, dipshit. <laughs> I was just waiting for him. I was just waiting for him. And then I just put the clip up of uh, Kirby Puckett. But for you, when you look back and you go, and here's the other thing, too. This was the other thing because I did it on my Facebook. And my Facebook is so many people in radio. And I didn't write it because I was afraid it would come off as snarky. But I was like, for all those people that we're friends with, whether it's Rick Lawrence, who is the best, Jagger and Christie, you know, reached out to me the other day. It was awesome. Uh, Rick Morton. Oh, cool. Rick goes, fuck, man, I owe you a phone call. Fire me your number. I've been thinking about you. Uh, Rick or any of those guys, what I want, the message Rick I lives literally like over here, unless he just moved recently, but he literally lives a half a mile from here. Dude, the coolest, yeah. right? A buddy of ours for fucking 20 years. Yeah. And this guy pulls. The girl he has now and the girl he had before were insane. Rick's a closer. <laughs> he is. He's a goddamn closer. And uh, But just this salt of the earth. And what I wanted to say to all those guys was, Hey, man, congratulations, because I don't know an industry, Dave, where more people feel like they can do it, where everybody feels like they can do it, but not not for you and me, but just for those, right, whether it's Tory Pack or, or Kane, yeah. that fucking maniac, or the rest of them, like, you did do it. Like, you made it. You made the big. So on the 100th, and it was so fun, Mark Jagger jumps in, Marilyn Hyder jumps in. Stacy Taylor, who have fucking, you know, I mean, I just look at it and go, holy shit, man, 100 years of radio, and I just couldn't be more thankful for the role it played in my life, because who knows where the fuck we'd be without it. Now, I tell you, every time I start to feel good about our career, I uh, I start to think back, fuck, if Joe Hitman Hayes can do this, anybody <laughs> could fucking do this. You're an asshole. <laughs> Dude, that fucking guy. He's the nicest guy on the planet. That guy, that song, Lucas Graham, Seven Years. Yeah. That fucking hitman hates that son of a bitch. <laughs> I said to him, I see him one afternoon, and uh, Joe's the one guy who Joe talks in the hallways like he sounds on the air, super loud, like he's always projecting. And I go, hey. And he goes, hey, what's up? I go, maybe maybe we take down Lucas Graham a couple of doctors. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, look, man. Well, I'm driving home after a show. I just want to fucking, you know, a yeah. little pick-me-up. I'm a little fucking worn out on my dad telling me at 11 I need to go find a wife. Why don't you fucking change that up a little bit? I don't think we need to play it every That's 45 minutes. Shit. Hang on. That asshole, like two days later, and I don't know how many times he fucking did it, that asshole, like two days later, goes, hey, my buddy Dotsith from Dave and Jeff on Extra tells me I can't play this song enough. So, all right, I got it. I go, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. He's a good dude. He lives he lives down the street. He, he checks in on me all the time, man. He's a really good dude. Hayes, you know my Hayes, Jeff Allen, yeah. Cabana Boy. Um, dude, like there are some guys in that building where, yeah, there are certain people that bug the shit out yeah. of you in management. But the dudes are on the air over there. And and the other guy that's going to come down, I just I want to hype this real quick. Uh, A.J. Machado. Yeah. A.J. Machado and Sarah Perry are two of the best people. They And for goddamn Machado, he won everywhere he went. 
Yeah. When I first met him, Dave, I think when you and I met him, he started at ninety nine three three. Yeah. Then they brought him to ninety four one at Star. Yep. So he was winning at nine three three. Changes format, right? Kind of goes from the younger kind of demo to the soccer mom demo. At ninety four one, he fucking kills it there. Yep. Goes across street to one zero three seven, right? Yeah, I think he was on 103.7. Oh, that's right. He went to 103.7. He's winning there. Then they bumped him to Kixie. Then CBS merged with Intercom. He went to 98.1. The fucking guy wins everywhere he goes. And he got shown the door. Yeah. He could have done anything. And I I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. But AJ said, we're going to build a radio station. We're going to build an online radio station. He was very open in saying, um, I don't know what I'm doing. But he and Sarah have launched it. And he reached out, and I can't wait. When things calm down, he's coming in. Because you and I, different things happen, right, for everybody in radio. Everybody has a story. I don't know anybody that was consistently top five in the market that got fucked over like AJ and Sarah did, who were consistently... Two of the nicest people in the building for everybody from top to bottom. And for those two to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and get going on this thing, I just hope you'll support them. Yeah. Tell them, hey, I heard about this on Dave and Jeff because he sent me a text the other day. We're texting back and forth. I mean, he's been up in the crane doing shit for kids at Christmas. There's no way. I'd fall out of that thing. I'd look like Woods out of the hammock. (laughs) And, uh... But, I mean, there's just guys, Dave, that you go, dude, he doesn't belong in radio because he's too fucking good a guy. And Sarah's just as cool as it gets. So if if that's kind of your thing, man, support AJ and Sarah. They're on social media and just tell them, hey, Dave and Jeff mentioned this. We we got your back because we got to get that shit built up for those guys. All right, uh, I got a radio question for you in a little bit. First okay. of all, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams right now is the guy to call. He can help you get out of debt. Who doesn't want to get out of debt? Right now, if you owe money, you know how stressful it is. You aren't sleeping well at night. You keep thinking about all the money that you owe. How are you ever going to get out of it? It is so great not to have to worry about money. Dan wants to help you be that guy. He also wants to help you find your first home, get out of the rental market. Call Dan Williams, 858-688-6813, 858 858- Six eight eight six eight one three. Well, I got to tell you, how many of us have been sitting there and you go, this is going to be great. I'm going to pay all my bills on Friday. And then you find out your bank puts a 10-day hold on a check. And then you're like, God damn it, I am <laughs> fucked. <laughs> what do you do to get out of it? Well, you got to call 858-688-6813. It's an inside joke for Palais. 858-688-6813. No, man, there is nothing more scary than having a bad credit score and look, I'm right in that window right now. I got kids turning 13 on Monday. A couple of weeks after that, Christmas will be here before you know it. You got to get everything together. Make sure your finances are squared. Call Dan. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. And also, when you're ready to buy that home, you're going to call Brian Curry. Someone asked me today, what's Brian's number? It's easy. Brian can help you find the perfect home. And look, that's what he specializes in. You pick the neighborhood. If you need to ask him what is a good neighborhood for the right schools, the right neighborhood where value of your home will continue to go up. Brian Curry knows everything about San Diego County. 619-251-1588. 651-1588. Well, if you're waiting to buy a home, apparently on Wednesday, there's going to be a ton of houses on the market because all I keep seeing is if Biden wins, 
if Trump wins, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. My sister and my mom say they're moving to Italy. Italy? They're yeah. going to either one of them speak oh, yeah. Italian? Nope. Rosetta Stone. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They both called me and said, can Rita teach us Italian? We're moving to Italy if Trump's reelected. If Trump's reelected? Yeah. Well, then you see people a day. Uh, if that sleepy Joe gets reelected, him and his shady kid, we're getting the fuck out of here. So if you were thinking about buying a house on Saturday, I have not talked to Brian, but I would suggest waiting till Wednesday because <laughs> apparently one way or the other, no matter who wins, a bunch of angry people are like, Bullshit. Get me out of here, Curry. I'm moving to Pakistan. <laughs> so uh, give Brian a call and tell him, hey, what do you got open in IB? It's the most gorgeous part of San Diego, and Brian will tell you what's on the market, and he'll make the right deal for you. Absolutely. You need that perfect pool in that brand-new house. Taylor May Pools is waiting for you. More than 20 years, Alan Taylor does his thing. Taylor May Pools is the people to call as far as making that brand-new pool you've been thinking out become a reality, whether it's the waterfalls, the grotto, the slide, saltwater technology, everything that Alan Taylor can do for you. Make sure you give him a call at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. It did not feel like San Diego the last couple of nights. It felt like all of a sudden we were in Juneau, Alaska. What the hell happened? Goddamn, how many of us woke up in the middle of the night freezing? I put three extra blankets on the bed. I Is felt right? like a champion. Then you wake up in the middle of the night. They're all on the floor. I'm like, oh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> then you wake up in the morning. Your nose is all stuffed up. You're like, that's great. I got fucking COVID. That's great. I'll be dead in five weeks. No tribute show, but apparently I'm fine. Uh, anyways, the cold is not expected to last. Before you know it, the warm weather will be back. God damn, man. Thoughts with anybody who has relatives in the Orange County area. These goddamn fires yep. are just awful. We've been through it in San Diego. We all know it. But, again, the warm weather is coming back. It always comes back. And especially right now with the time change, I used to love nighttime, right? Firing up the pool, go out the barbecue, a little chill in the air, but you got the pool heated up. You got the hot tub heated up. Yeah. No better time to do it. Give Al Taylor a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. And you're looking for that website. You're looking to build that business, looking to give the business a little bit of a boost. Kyle Fluger standing by. We missed his birthday the other day. We oh, apologize. Dave. Good job, Dave. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Uh, my apologies to Flugs. And you know what I've done? And this would be a, a recommendation for anybody out there. Uh, I do one of those Shutterfly calendars every year. But I have collected all of our friends' birthdays. So I've got everybody's birthday. And I just kind of go through and you find a picture that associates with that person you put it there but kyle's birthday was sunday and monday i was in the office all day so i'm not sitting at my desk on saturday or sunday i'm in carlsbad all day monday and yesterday i look up and i go fuck <laughs> it's kyle's birthday on sunday so i text him and i do this move i text him and i fucking bring dave in on the text because i want dave to feel like shit Hey, Kyle, I'm sorry I missed your birthday. Thanks for everything you do. I uh, appreciate you very much. Happy birthday. I hope you had a great day. And I'm thinking Dave's going to feel like shit. But because Dave's a douche, Dave writes back, Hey, Kyle, I told him it was Sunday, and he didn't think it was. Sorry. Happy birthday. And Flukes is like, Fuck, Jeff. I'm like, What the hell? You fuckers. Turned it right around on me. Um, 
Hey, for anybody right now. By the I, way, I just put on contacts. Like I'll I'll put Jeff Dots at September fourteenth, and, and it rings on your phone, dude. Every it's on the calendar for the rest of my life. Oh, that's a good move. That's a good move. But otherwise, you're just looking up at a blank calendar all the time. No, well, well, I don't know. No, you don't, but you, you, you don't check your phone, like for to say what I got to do today. I mean, we have a meeting tomorrow at 11. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I do. I have it on my phone. Okay, that's good. I think I do, too. These fuckers are going to call. Hey, try not to text me fuck you like you did the last time <laughs> we're in one go, of these meetings. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, but you you find a bunch of things. I'm going to say this because um, I need to hear from a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Is there a Philadelphia Flyers fan in the audience especially if you're a Patreon subscriber. Um, I wasn't going to mention this the other day, but I'm going to because I like pristine auctions. Talking about websites. Yeah. Pristine auctions is really fun. They do sports stuff. And the other day, my son and I were goofing around. We won two different things. Now, tomorrow, <clears throat> I'm getting a blind box. That are, do you ever go on Pristine, Dave? No, I don't. I used to when you and I worked in the studio together. So you know the one, the the sports auction house. And tomorrow I have a blind box coming. I bought a blind boxing box. Now I'm supposed to get three items in this. One of them is supposed to be like a signed robe or signed trunks. One of it's supposed to be a signed flat item, like a picture. Yeah. And I think they said the third item is supposed to be a signed championship belt. Really? It's guaranteed to be uh, somebody in the Boxing Hall of Fame. One of them is supposed to be from a former heavyweight champion. And then the third one will probably be from Tony Bazooka DeLuca. I don't know who the fuck it'll be from. <laughs> but my son and I go, you know what? Let's fuck around. Let's go for it. Right? So we bid on it. We won. Probably paid a little too much for it. But we're going to have some fun, and maybe we get lucky and we get somebody really cool and I don't care about. The next thing that I'm looking at is a Dave the Hammer Schultz signed jersey. Okay. Former fly. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you what I should do with this. So it's Dave the Hammer Schultz, who as a kid, he just terrified everybody, right? Yeah. And it's the signed jersey, and it's going for like 35 bucks. So I said, hey, I'm going to bid to 60 bucks on this thing. Well, all they're showing you on the jersey is the back. It's a sign number eight, the whole thing. So I put my bid in, and all of a sudden, Dave, I look at the front, and it's one of those shitty replica oh, no. jerseys. Didn't we win one of these? Yeah. Who do we? Did I give it to you? Dude, I don't remember. I'm, I remember. I feel this. like I gave you a Dodger signed, like Steve Garvey yeah, you did. jersey. Yeah, it did. And it just says like Los Angeles yeah, on the it's front. Like horseshit. Yeah, so in block letters. That's the same thing. They fucking did this to me again, and it says Philadelphia on the front. So I go, holy shit! So I adjusted my bid. I came down to forty-two bucks. Now I got a text message from Pristine that said I had been outbid, and I go, great. The problem that I didn't do was I didn't keep a screenshot of that. Ultimately, I end up getting a bill for 60 bucks. No way. Well, I went back and forth with Pristine. I said, hey, I'm telling you, I got outbid. I, bu yeah. I bought plenty of stuff. I always pay quick. I love you guys. And always respectful in your, in your conversation with them because, yeah. to me, it's on me because I didn't do enough homework. I should have looked at the other pictures. I just jumped in. They were super cool. I ended up paying for the jersey. They gave me a credit 
to cover some stuff. And I just thanked them. They were, like I said, I take responsibility. Now, Dave, what do I do? It's Dave the Hammer Schultz. <laughs> He's an enforcer for the Flyers. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, it costs me 60 bucks. Okay. Do we give this away at our next charity event? Do we just find if there's a Flyers fan? Or, find a Flyers fan. Should we just yeah. do it? Yeah. If anybody can prove to me that you're a Flyers fan and a Patreon subscriber, I might hook you up with a date. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's six, and that would make me kind of happy. But it, now remember, it's it doesn't have the Flyers logo. Yep. on the. It's a white jersey with the orange eight. It's signed. It's an authentic signature. And if you're getting it framed, I mean, if you're a Flyers yep. fan, you wouldn't know what the front of it looked like. But I'm just telling you on the front, it said block letters, Philadelphia. And I was so pissed. But uh, pristine, so nice, wonderful. They went through everything. I don't know what the fuck happened. I know I got a text message, but they were insanely cool. So, hey, you chalk it up and you say you got to be safer if you're buying on anything. Boy, I'll tell you, if you're buying anything on eBay... Double check with the company that authenticated the items, whether it's Upper Deck or anybody else beforehand. And and it's my own fault for not looking more into it. But if you can prove to me you're a Flyers fan and a Patreon subscriber, we'll find out a way uh, to get you a Dave the Hammer Schultz uh, cool. signed jersey. Or we should just send it to Nan Pace. Doesn't she love the Flyers? I don't know. She does. Okay, well, there you go. Send it to her. <laughs> well, if we have a Patreon subscriber, I'll hook you up. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going October 28th. We're going to go with Bill Gates. Oh, shit. You know what? My kids quote this to me all the time. Really? Gonna, they look up how much he's worth all the all time? All the time. They're obsessed with it. I don't know how old he is, though. That's the crazy thing. I'm going to say he's 67. He is 65. Okay, 65. Now, Balmer... Is fifty-seven billion? I'm gonna say, is he three hundred billion? It says one hundred and ten billion. I feel like they quote that higher. Probably is, but pretty incredible. Yeah, one hundred and ten billion dollars, man. All, all right, Caitlyn Jenner. You know what? I really wanted to like Caitlyn Jenner. Um, she sat with us before the transformation at Morgan Run. Had on a few times. We well, the wasn't time, what, very nice. What was it? At, hold on. At the time, was it a she or was it a he? No, she was Bruce at that time. Yeah, yeah. We had him on when he was Bruce. I remember. And we were excited to talk. Yeah. To Bruce. Yeah. And just because the Olympics and chips and and all that kind of things, and I've said this in the past. I don't know what Bruce was going through at the time, as he was probably thinking about making the transformation. But, man, that would be uh, Bruce Jenner and John Denver were probably the two people that I remember meeting where you go, God, that was disappointing. Yeah, right. Because you were excited to meet them. You had to work for the interview. It sucked. Yeah. And it just – and he had – he Bruce had always been – appeared to be so likable. Yeah. He wasn't at all. No. No. And, and I mean, I just – as a little kid, remember 76 – just what a freaking legend he was oh, yeah. in Montreal. That's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And uh, we had a, we had him on when the Meet the Kardashians first started. Do you remember? And I told him I was a huge fan of the show. He like didn't want to talk about the show. This is back in 2007. Wow. And he and you you had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I remember you're like, what the hell's the Kardashians? And no yeah. one no one knew what they were. But I, I was stuck watching the yeah. dumb show. 
And he would not, like, he didn't want to spend time. He's like, all right, thanks, moved on. He just didn't want to talk about it. Drag, man. But I, I just... Uh, <laughs> Was that a pun? <laughs> no, I didn't mean like that at all. I, I look at that. I really do, Dave. I have so much respect for Caitlyn because that's a huge celebrity yep. that had to be going through so much emotional strife, right? Yeah. Like, I, God damn, I, I hope they're... they're I mean, and then going on celebrity roast, and oh my god, that was crazy. Oh, why would you do that? I don't know why you would do that. Why would you do? I tell you where uh, where she blew it is mm. that that t- again, no pun is that the show just Kate was the name of the show. Do you remember? Remember she had yes. her own show on E or Bravo yeah. or one of those? Yeah, and it should have been transgender. I mean, how did you fucking miss that? What the fuck's the matter? It's better than Yuma Yuma Donuts, I think. I don't Yuma Yuma is pretty special. <laughs> Um, all right, let me think about this. Let me do the math. Okay. I'm going to say in 76, I'm going to guess that she was 24 at that time. I'm going to say 68. 71. Wow. Tw- so that puts her at about 27. What yeah. you have no running idea. the decathlon? That's pretty wild. Oh, how much money? This is interesting. This is interesting because I think he got some of the Kardashian money. Are they going to say the $20 million? More than that. A lot more. That's what I'm saying. I think How much? $100 million. No way. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe divorce? Maybe. Maybe. But I'm sure, though, when they were married, I'm sure that Chris, they, they had him. Neg- Man, they Remember made money. He was on Chips. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Rather have seen Jim Bettencourt get that part. Jim Jim was up for it. He was too busy playing fucking Donkey Kong in the garage. God damn it, Jim! It's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody better than Jimmy B? No, Jim Bettencourt's one of those guys. Like, how the fuck's this guy friends with us? I love that. I know. I know. I love it, man. Love All right, it. Julia Roberts. Dude. Let me tell you, she was grouchy, but fuck, she was stunningly beautiful. Oh, that's cool. When I saw her at the Rose Bowl. I think she's 53. Exactly right. All right, here's the number, though, right? $200 million? $250 million. Holy, yes. There you go. She's like, don't you look at her and go, that's, that's her and Shakira? Yeah. Don't you look at her Dude, and it's go- funny you say that. I brought up Shakira to my kid the other day, and I said, I guarantee you this girl is great in the sack. No doubt. You're right. Come on. Wow. Yeah. Shakira's <laughs> flawless. Who has that conversation with her kid? But that's what, <laughs> yeah. That's you, what <laughs> Larry Flint. I bet Shakira's great. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, how about this? God damn. We watched uh, Walk the Line the other day. Yeah. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. He's a great actor. Yeah. I'm not a fan as a person, but he's a great actor. Uh, let's say he's 47. 46. Okay, dude, he's got to be worth some dough. Hundred million. It says thirty-five million. I don't uh, know. I think he's got to be doing better than that. I like that guy. All right, last one. Country singer Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley, forty-eight. Exactly right. Now this money, I'm gonna say, pretty fucking funny with those commercials with yeah. Peyton, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say fifty million. Um, sorry, ninety-five million. Wow. Yeah, ninety-five million dollars. All right, here we go. Five random questions. The last one's gonna be the radio question. All right. Here we go. If you could be any celebrity, who would you pick? Oh, I like that. Um, if you could be any celebrity, who would you be? 
I think Dave Grohl's got a pretty good fucking life. It's funny. I like Dave Grohl a lot. It's cool. Right? Yeah. That's like, a good one. I, I like that I, because like, I, I love Pearl Jam. Yeah. Right? The guys from ACDC, unfortunately, in the Stones yeah. are getting a little old. Then you go, Brad Pitt probably lives a pretty good life, yeah. right? But I'm an adrenaline guy. I want I want somebody that's going to get that adrenaline. I like I, I would think. That's a good call. Being uh, Dave Grohl, where you can play drums, yeah. play guitar. And then sing. Yeah. But but he just looks, dude, he's in that drum contest yeah. with that little girl. Like, you go, yeah, dude, you just fucking dig that guy. I'll take Dave Grohl. Who I like that one. You know what? I've never thought about it. I always think Brad Pitt doesn't use um, the skills Brad Pitt probably has. Like, Brad Pitt can get almost anybody, right? Yeah. Um, but you don't see Brad Pitt with a bunch of hot Instagram chicks, right? Yeah. You're going to choose Ray Victory? And so, <laughs> Johnny Sins. I'll be Johnny Sins. <laughs> Jesus. Um <laughs> That's that's funny as hell. I don't know, man. I, funny, I never thought about it. I was always Tucker Carlson. It's gonna be him, dude. I hate Tucker Carlson. God, I hate that son of a bitch. What a dirt! What a slime ball! Like there's certain guys <laughs> that you go, this guy might be the worst guy on the planet. Tucker mean Carlson's G- that guy. Yeah, Mean Gene Okerlund. You want to oh be? Oh my him? god, dude. Who's your guy? Oh my god. Um, man, I don't know. Um, that's that's a great question. I'm trying to think now. I didn't think you'd ask me back. I used to always say Derek Jeter because he was living oh, the life. Oh, that's a pretty good life. Um, I got LeBron. I got LeBron. I LeBron's think LeBron has a good cool. life. I always think if I if I was that kind of guy, I would do the stuff LeBron does. You know, Dave, another guy, I, I mean, we mentioned him earlier. Can you imagine being Vin in his prime? Like yeah, being Vin, that Vin, fucking good. Vin's interesting, yeah. Vin in his prime where you go, I dude, love he Vin was doing the Masters. Media, by the way. Oh, isn't it great? It is. Um, doing the NFL. Yeah. Doing the Masters. Yeah. Fucking Mike Emmerich. You know, but I, I mean, like... um. Like Vin's doing baseball. I mean, goddamn, Joe Buck's not a bad life, dude. No, Vin. Vin pulled the. I know Joe went with the trophy wife too. Um, Vin pulled was the guy doing the Joe Montana pass to Dwight yeah. Clark. You know, and it's a perfect call. It is. When Vin passes, all of us are going to be depressed. I mean, I don't care if you're a Dodger fan or not. Vin is was the best guy you're ever going to meet. He's a guy and a guy you wish was your grandfather. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this before. You grow up listening to him. Right, I knew him from the NFL. I didn't know him. I mean, oh, wow. I, I knew him from the NFL. I didn't. I. I mean, I knew he was the Dodgers' voice, and then you get out here and everybody just raves about him. You're like, hey, calm down. <laughs> and then uh, you start listening to KBC, seven ninety with Jerry Doggett, Raw Porter. Yeah. And uh, and then kind of just like we were saying with radio, man, you find yourself in these weird scenarios where you're in the press box at Jack Murphy Stadium. And there's the first, I feel like I met Ross first. Yeah. And Ross, I never saw Jerry Doggett, but Ross. Jerry died, I think, in like 88, 89. Okay, yeah, never never saw him, but Ross was so great. Just so great. And Vin just, uh, god damn, where's the Nightingale's flight? Poor fucker's been in the airport (laughs) all day. Um, But then when you finally get the chance to meet Vin, because Vin's that guy. We're like, oh, shit, there he is. And he just, yeah, very few people exceed expectations. I always say that. I was so excited yeah. to meet Jerry, and Jerry was just unbelievable. But Vin, uh, like that, exceeded expectations. And just, God bless him, man. What, a, what an amazing guy and just so genuine to everybody. Yeah. yeah, I was excited for Vin last night. Vin told a story about going ice skating with Jackie Robinson. Yeah, that that yeah. was that was freaking nuts. Where he's Jackie's telling him the whole way in the car. I'm when we get there, we're gonna race. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Jackie, I didn't know you skated. And he goes, I've never skated in my life. But yeah. We're going to race. He goes, Jackie, I've skated my entire life. Vince telling him. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, it's going to be a competition. <laughs> but those stories are so yeah. great. And uh, yeah, that was cool. I, I thought what Joe Buck did last night was really, really cool. And Dwayne Kuyper today on KNBR told a great story. I loved it. And he said, I'm looking forward to seeing the Dodger guys again. He said, I'm looking forward to seeing Charlie. I'm looking forward to seeing Rick, Joe, and Oral Hershiser. Because he said the Dodger guys were always so great in saying, all right, let us see that ring. Let <laughs> us see that ring. And he goes, I'm looking forward to returning the favor. I'm glad you just brought that up because I made a mistake um, that I got bad information, but I was trying to correct it if I'm wrong. I told you the last guy to win the NLCS and World Series MVP mm -hmm. was Willie Stargell. It was Madison Bumgarner 2014. Okay, I did say you it, did. right? You got it right. Yeah. That's it. That's okay, so. cool. All right, so the next question for you. Would you ever date a celebrity? Yes. <laughs> local or, or uh, national? No, nobody locals. Good enough? Please. Save it. <laughs> all, uh, right, all right. All we'll right. Save it. Uh, not, yeah. Not, not Barbara Bree. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, I'd be like, hey, baby, need another scotch? Are you asleep again? I just, I've never met her. I just, I'm so fascinated to go like, she seems like, like, I wish she was yes on E, yeah. but she seems likable. I don't, I don't have, I'm like, what a terrible thing to do to somebody. Like, if I would have voted for her in a second, I'm just all in on Prop E and she's against it. But I was not a fan of her putting those, Barbara Bree is asleep. Barbara Bree suffers from narcolepsy. <laughs> While the world is trying to figure out what to do next. Barbara's turning to the cool side of the pillow. Do you want her in for mayor? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, every time that shows up, I'm like, my God, what are we having? I watch every one. I'm like, wow, that was great. All right, here we go. Would you date a celebrity? Yeah, I would. Of course you would. I would. I love the movie Notting Hill. <laughs> I definitely oh, would. my God, that movie, that is a great movie. <laughs> I do. I think that movie's great. All right. If you speaking of movies, if you could watch any three movies on a long flight, which three would you pick? Step Brothers is number one. Um, although my kids would kill me, um, but God damn it, that that movie is just—I swear to God, every time that movie is great, Dad, it's Shark Week. <laughs> There's so many fucking things in there. Um, any three long? Um, oh, I gotta think about that. Heat would be there. Yeah. So I'll take Step Brothers. I'll take Heat, and then for the third one, I would probably take. Uh, I'd probably take Slapshot. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. When's the last time you saw Slapshot? Oh fuck! We pull it out once a year. Really? It's just God. Oh, there you go. It's so fucking funny. Oh, you know, I mean, I could watch. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the movies that I go to on a regular basis. Heat to me is really good. I tell you, Dave, I I really loved watching. 42 i mean black panther is always really special to me just because of what was going on in my life at that time but i think those would be my three heat um i would take heat slap shot and no you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna trade out slap shot i'm gonna put Step Brothers. i'm gonna put heat and i'm gonna put the mission impossible i think it's three the one in dubai where, because it's just the whole shit. It's so fun, that movie. My kids love that. Those would be my three. What are you taking? You're taking Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I'm taking uh, Wedding Crashers. 
Ah, oh, so okay. now have you ever? I've asked you this a thousand times. Have you ever watched that with the yes, audio of of Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn? Yeah, watching it together. Yeah, that is that's fucking great. Like yeah. those, their uh, commentary. Yeah. did you like that? I did. I, I did. I love Wedding Crashers is is my favorite comedy. I used to think it was old school, but yeah. it's uh, it's it's Wedding Crashers. I remember when. You and I were flying to Hawaii for yeah. doing commercials for Hawaiian Airlines, and they mm-hmm. fly Jeff and I to Hawaii first class. Yeah. I think it was the only time in my life I've ever flown first class. Yeah, it was class. great. Treated us like kings. Yeah, After their the- movie selection. I love the airlines. I love the people. Their movie selection sucked. Oh, yeah. And the then, food was great. Yeah, Everything the airline else was, was cool. great. The direct flight was great. Nothing bad to say about Hawaiian Airlines. But after the meeting, they fly us back coach. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I told them to change it, and they didn't want to. I said, fly us coach going over because we're high on adrenaline, but we have to come back, and that little shit Shep's got us yeah. working the next day. Fly us back. And they said, no, we want you to hype the first class experience yeah. getting over to Hawaii. And I remember. <laughs> like, why not just fly yeah. us first class right. both ways? Exactly. Right. So we fly back. I think we told some of this on there. Jeff and I are like four seats apart. No, it was and like eight. Eight seats apart. You're way down there. And I look, mouth. I'm out. on one aisle yeah. and you're on the opposite aisle. Yeah. And I'm so fucking thirsty waiting for a goddamn yeah. flight attendant. And I'm telling Jeff, I need a drink. And I look at you. And next thing I look back at Jeff and he's drinking an iced tea or some shit. <laughs> Holding it up about yeah. 20 ounces. Never once says, hey, no. my buddy over here is dying. Have Fuck I get no. him a drink? Nothing. And I open up my computer because I downloaded a movie. And I have an eight-year-old girl that I don't know yeah. to my left. And in the movie, the guy's getting a hand job. And I shut my screen immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Then I looked at her and I just went, fuck it. I'm pissed him in coach. And I opened it back up and watched the eight-year-old and I watched that guy get a hand job. <laughs> I, remind me. Remember, I got to tell you how I creeped out my kids. Remind me. To t- you want to know how I creeped out my kids? Go ahead. So, goddamn, dude. They got, like, my kids really got mad at me. And I just did it for fun. Because my kids will, didn't you say the other day, didn't one of our things go like, what's the youngest you would ever date? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I just, it's always been kind of in that age range. So we're in Coronado, and we're throwing the football. We're at this park in Coronado. And it's me and my two sons. And my two sons just, when they don't get out enough, they just get fucking squirrely, which leads to them getting annoying, right? So we're just throwing the ball, and there's like, there's probably like three high school girls that look like they're probably sophomores, I would guess. So I said to my kids, I go, hey, do me a favor, okay? Run a fucking crisp route in case these girls are watching. They they see the old man slinging the leather. <laughs> and uh, they, they go, what? And uh, I swear to God, this is an exact quote from my son, Jack. I go, what? They're at least 15, right? And my son Jack goes, hey, shut up, Epstein. <laughs> Jesus and, Christ. And I laughed my ass off. And I go, I said to my son Jack, I go, you know, I thought I was being funny. And you just actually ruined the game for me because you made me sick. And my son Kate goes, what the hell is the matter with you? What would you say? And I was like, I'm not even going to repeat it. I was trying to freak out Jack. And then Jack freaked out me. And they're just like, they were so mad at me. That's hilarious. But I was like, hey, run it, run the pattern tight, okay? I love it. Because they're watching the old man sling the leather. What? I'm like, they're 15, right? And what? 
shut up, Epstein. And I was just like, oh, God. I felt like, oh, I was like, I don't want to play the game anymore. I don't like this. And my other son's like, what the hell does it matter with you? I was like, I was trying to creep him out, and then he just creeped me out, so I'm sorry. Maybe their grandma's watching. Oh my I'll go God. with Nana. Oh All right, God. sorry. All right, so the, the movies for me would be Wedding Crashers, probably go Shawshank and go... Uh, really? I love Shawshank, yeah. I love Shawshank. And then... Um, Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies, but I wouldn't watch that. It would be um, maybe Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas is the best oh, mafia movie of all great. time. What about Catch Me If You Can? I did not know yeah. that movie. Was that, listen. Yeah, Jeff's never seen Catch Me If You Can. We just found out before the show began. That fucking good chatter today that Josh and Dave did is so goddamn funny. You have to go watch this as jo- Who put it together? Josh did. How, by the way, you didn't say anything about the video Josh I put did. together for me. I did, and you, you clearly didn't see it. Yeah, I you put blocked it, me. You no, I put it on Instagram. Okay, that goddamn shit was so funny. There's a video that Josh put out last night, and it's the scene from Semi-Pro yeah. where Jackie's so excited that they got called up to the, the NBA, NBA, and all of a sudden they got <laughs> to the other two guys, and it's just Woods and Dotson. I loved it. I go, you motherfucker. God damn it. I wanted to find uh, Paul Giamatti. You're the goddamn Antichrist. And said that, oh, I fucking watched it like 10 times. That was outstanding. I loved it. But I, I tweeted, on, uh, or I put it on Instagram. I replied on oh. Instagram where I saw it first, and I got, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was great. I watched that. Yeah, you got to see me and Steve just sitting there at the table. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? I was already enjoying it, and then when I saw me and Woods get slapped, I go, okay, well, that's that's fair play. <laughs> now, were we slapped before we blocked you? No. <laughs> we we uh, had it all ready to go. I told Josh... If the I said if the Dodgers win this thing, I got to use the scene from Semi Pro. Yeah, a big bag of shit. Yeah, and then he put I didn't know you put your names in until oh, I saw it too. Dude, it was it's funny so too. great. I because I was sitting there, I'm like, all right, we got to take it. And then I saw me, I go, hey, what? <laughs> I fucking was awesome. No, I loved it. Oh no, he's, did he's, Steve see it? How do I fucking know? He blocked me. <laughs> Guy has a goddamn <laughs> stick of wood in his fucking skull. <laughs> Dipshit. That was uh, Josh sold me out as a Padre fan. You. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Josh got me on the the movie thing is what you're going to. Dude, it's so goddamn funny. You, I, I don't want to give too much of the premise away, but go find that one. Dave retweeted out tonight. Yeah, the good you, chatter where Dave's naming songs. You were fucking Rain Man. That, <laughs> I got like four, and you got like, I don't want to say how many you got. Did Just, you get Karate Kid? Yeah, that's okay, like one, one of the okay. ones I got. I thought for sure he was going to make me look terrible because I thought that's what he was setting 45 me up for. songs from movies. Yeah, I think I got 42. Well, th- well didn't I just no, say I don't want to give think, it away? I, no, but I want to see if people can play along. I want to see if people can do it too. Yeah. I mean, God, I just fucking said I don't want to give it. It doesn't matter what I got, but I want to see if people should play along. I honestly think I had four. <laughs> it was great. I laughed. That's what I like. I like more of that shit. There All right. you go. Look at that. You're producing good content. That was yeah. your idea. Um, all right, here we go. We've got two more questions for you. All okay. right. This is, to me, always one of the more interesting questions you can ask at a, at a dinner table. All right? Okay. If you could have dinner with any three people I in love the this. history of the world, who would be at your table? Love this. Um, I think you find out a lot about people, by the way, asking this question. Yeah. All right. I want to go... I want to go people that are difference makers, right? 
All right, let me think about this. All right, I got my first guy. Okay. Uh, my first guy is Lee Harvey Oswald. Really? Yeah, why okay. no? All right. You want to know? Now, is he going to is he going to fucking Why not? He has nothing to lose. Yeah. He's going to talk, right? Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go with Lee Harvey Oswald. That's a good one. Uh my next one Hmm. Boy, Jackie Robinson would be pretty fucking good. Yeah, dang, that's a good one. That's one of mine. All right, I'm going to take I'm going to take Jackie Robinson. And then uh and then my third one, I want, see, it's funny. I was thinking about Martin Luther King, but I think Jackie Robinson, with all respect to Martin Luther King, like you're trying to find different things that you're fascinated by. Yeah. Where you go, okay, that's it, that's it. And then the third one, trying to think like of people that are just really, really good at what they do. Uh... Oh, fuck. I'll take, uh, I'm going to go music. I'm going to take John Lennon. I'm going to take John Lennon for the third one. It's really good. And I'm going to take him and I want to talk about the, the, the animosity at the end of the Beatles. When people are blaming Yoko, everything going through, and, and then just ask him. I mean, you're assuming it's, it's right, like, it's post-December 8th, 1980, where I can ask him, like, hey, man, you were very... I mean, I just watched this documentary about his final days and how he just cruised the streets of New York and anything. Was there any sense of fear at all being who you were just cruising around, like, no yeah. security? Yeah, I'll go there. I'll take those. Like I'll take that. Jackie Robinson. I'll take uh, I'll take John Lennon. And I'll take Lee Harvey Oswald. Those are really good. Those are really fucking good. I think so. Most people, when you ask this question, I think if people use this question, you know, later on, if whatever Thanksgiving, whatever mm-hmm. a date, you got to, I think, ask it and you got to say, you got to pull Jesus out of it, right? Because most people right. will say Jesus. And then anyone else you bring outside of Jesus is like, yeah. well, he's the one you're going to ask the most questions, right? And you can't bring someone in that's going to kill your questions. Yeah. Like you can't bring Howard Stern in who's going to take right. over your interview. Yeah. Right. I worked with a girl when I was when we got blown out of KFMB. I worked for Chase Bank and I worked with this Russian girl Natalia, and she struggled with the language a little bit. But we have to call people and ask about accounts. And she had this guy, and she called and she said, "I'd like to talk to Jesus." <laughs> and we're like, a lot of us would. What? God damn! I mean, you don't think we'd all like to talk to him? I could try Jesus. Christ's sake. Christ's sakes. I want to talk to I'd like to talk to Jesus. And about nine of us were just like, oh boy. I want to talk to former Philly shortstop Ivan De Jesus. Yeah, please. Is he available? <laughs> All right, who are your three? That's a great one. Um, for me, I would go it would be easy to say Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan. Would be oh, cool for that'd me. be great. I would say Babe Ruth, I think would be interesting. Yeah. Um Kobe Bryant would be would be one also, and um, my third one's tough, man. Uh, it's funny, and neither one of us has said a woman either, which is embarrassing. I no, it's not. I actually thought about it, but it because they, mine would be different. See, the way I'd rather do it 
is instead of having three people at dinner, if you could go to dinner with three people one-on-one. Yeah, I like that. Because too. your Kobe, see, yeah. the thing that throws me off about your Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan is they're going to start talking I know, to each but other. I'd like and they, to hear it. That's, I'd just like to hear they're it. They're like, hey, Dave, we're a little low on bread here, kid. <laughs> um, but I would like to hear the conversation. But if you could go one-on-one yeah. and just talk to them and, and like have it. everything open. No, there's plenty. Of, yeah, I'd probably, go, I'd probably go baseball. Honestly, I'd probably go like Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Sandy Koufax. Oh, if I was going to another baseball guy, what about Billy Martin, man? Billy Martin would be interesting, too. Yeah. All right. Who the, would be the, if you go to the table of three women? Oh, fuck. i go Pam Anderson would be in there. Pam Anderson. Way to shoot big. I got to think about... I got to think about women. You go, know, who are the women that are difference makers? Well, right? Oprah. But but again, you don't want someone at the table that's gonna take over everything, take over the conversation, and not yeah. listen to what you're saying. They're just gonna overtalk you. Yeah, like you go, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln. Couldn't you have just seen a fucking movie? <laughs> Please. Please. Um, if Blockbuster was around, we would have been all right. Yeah, I'd go. Uh, all right, I'd take. Uh, Staying with Dealey Plaza. I'd take Jacqueline Kennedy. Yeah, that's good. Because she was always yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Like Also, I'm curious to know. Neither one of us were alive. I'm curious to know what was her train of thought when she got remarried to Onassis. To yeah. go, what, was she concerned about what the rest of the world's going to think that um, John is dead and that she remarried so quickly? But what about as a mother, too? Yeah. Right? With so much going on. Um, around her kids, the whole thing. And then it's like you just start thinking about different things, right? Where you go, like the first one. I keeps... bring in Nancy Reagan then. I know at least someone's going oh, to be happy. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, she's bringing it. Hey, Nancy, oh, can we wait till after dinner? Ah, oh, Jesus. I'm hey, talking Nancy, to Jesus you got too. something inside of your mouth. Oh, David. Uh, oh, We've been going for almost two hours. And it's oh, sorry. All right. I'll take her. I'll take Nancy Reagan. Yeah, I like that. And then I'll take Janice Joplin. Really? Yeah, I think that'd be kind of fun. That, that, that is that is interesting. What about nighttime guys? What if would you take like Letterman, Kimmel? Take- Letterman would be great. Carson would be the fucking guy. Yeah, Just yeah. ask him if he banged yeah. Angie Dickinson. Okay, he did. And dude, I'd go with Larry King. Yeah, what do you bring, Larry? Fuck yeah, Larry was the man, dude. There's a lot there with Larry. Yeah. Although the funny shit is, you can watch old school Tom Snyder, Larry King clips yeah. where Letterman calls in, and Larry King, Tom knows yeah. it's Letterman. Larry has no idea. It's so funny. <laughs> All right, real quick, last question because okay. God dang, I didn't realize how long we've been talking. All right, so Jeff mentioned radio and the anniversary of radio coming up. I always talk about guys in newspaper like Canapa and Bill Center, guys mm-hmm. who loved the newspaper business and have almost ridden the wave perfectly where the newspaper yeah. business is going to come to an end at about the same time their careers are going to come to an end. Yep. And when they're out, it's going to be, well, guess what? We're out and the business is out too. We know it's a, a dying medium. Radio yeah. is on the same pace right now, okay? Uh-huh. Does it bother you that how much radio has meant to you in your lifetime that by the time your kids are your age, it will probably have very little to do with their lifetime? Yeah, the problem is with radio, it can be summed up. It became a bunch of bean counters. It was no longer. We were lucky, Dave, in that um, our boss, Dave Sniff, was a former on-air guy, so he got it. He knew Darren Smith and I had this conversation. We went to High Dive 
when shit was kind of falling apart. Darren took me out. I talked about that night a lot because it meant a lot to me. And uh, he just got me fucking hammered on a night when I needed it. But we had the best. I loved it. We were talking about the energy that live radio brings. And I've said this on the show. Darren described it perfectly. And I always give him credit for it. I said, dude, what is it about this fucking business? And he goes, man, it's that energy you get when your thumb is cued above the red on button. You don't know what the next three hours are going to bring. The music's playing. You know you're about to jump in. And he said, your thumb's cued above that button. He goes, we all do the same thing. We all turn over our left shoulder (coughs) and you get ready. And he said, it's that two seconds and then you hit it and you're off live. But he said, it's the adrenaline that we feel. And that's the thing. Dave Sniff understood it. Tracy Johnson understood it. But even though Brian Long was a non-air guy, he was horseshit on the air. He didn't know anything about it. He didn't know how to drive a show. He didn't know this market. So when you're trying to work for guys that don't get it, Mike Shepard didn't know shit. He's about sports talk. The fuck did he know? No, Nobody's going to listen to Mike Shepard. But guys that we got to know, whether it was Bruce Gilbert or Steve Cohen at, at SiriusXM, uh, others that were really, really great, it made it really, really fun. So, yeah, the problem is they've gotten away from personality-driven radio. And now it's just, I mean, on the music, who who's there? Dude, I never listen to local radio anymore when it comes to music, especially. Dave, when I was a kid on KGB, man, it was Berger and Prescott. It was Sue Delaney. Right, Gabe Wisdom, Pat Martin, yeah. my man John Leslie. Yeah. Uh, when we went to KCLX, you thought about FM radio, right? And it was Rumbling Thrower in the morning, Charlie Weaver, John Dion, John, Co, Sue. Almost everybody under the age of 30 has no idea who you're talking about. No, yeah. but they were all voices, personalities. Yeah. I mean, at Kixie, when it was Sonny and, and Sue DeVincent and Sam and they were doing their thing. Man, it was all personalities. You got to know the voices. And and when shit fell apart in this town, whether it was the fires or the shooting at the McDonald's in San Ysidro, man, they were the people to get you through it. I mean, I, that's the thing, Dave, I look back at is that Dave Sniff trusted you and I enough to let us be the voices on the night of 9-11. That amazes me. And if a 9-11 happened now, you'd be fucking going to Freddie and Fitz. Like yeah. they went because you just don't have any options. When yeah. coach, when coach was sick on ninety seven three, they didn't have anybody to fill in, so they went national. That's the thing, man. What what management refuses to acknowledge is that people are turning in for the personalities. They're not turning in because you play fucking Lucas Graham nine times an hour, and I, it, it breaks my heart, man. Because you and I were lucky enough to do it, and. Uh, and yeah, I just I feel bad for any kid that would be our age when we started because there's a lot of closed doors where you and I were lucky that there were a lot of doors that were open. Yep, absolutely. Hey, right before we get out of here, I want to thank Trent Grisham uh, for basically locking <laughs> down the son World of a Series bitch. the last two years. First of all, he's the one that made the huge error for the Brewers that pushed the Nationals all the way through to win the World Series, and then this year when he uh, basically hit the home run off of Kershaw and lit a fire under the Dodgers' ass. So Trent Grisham. Should be the World Series MVP. I hope you have a dream where you're short on rent money and the next guy you meet says, Hi, Dave, I'm Jeff Stryker. (laughs) Might be the meanest thing you ever said to me. Good. You know what, you asshole? Your fucking team won. But just understand, 
They're going to suck next year, and we're going to be here every day to remind you. That's fine. That's it's absolutely fine. They're going to be blinded by their rings, though. Those fuckers. As long as I don't have to hear 1988 one more time. Oh, you asshole! Sleep dreams, Woods. You son of a bitch. Hope you don't get splinters. Good night. Ain't New York City. It's cold and it's damp. And all the people dressed like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimos. That town, a little bit too rugged for you and me. over there, man.